Holman, I'm in need of your assistance as well as our listeners. Uh, I have started a new Instagram with my son, and I would like their help populating this new Instagram handle. Uh, that's funny. I also started a new Instagram this past week. Did you really? Well, I, uh, me I first. Okay, you All right, go first. Me first. Truck Show Podcast, by the way, episode 183, we've got Dr. Death Wobble. What's new in trucks? We're going to tell you about our July 31st party that you're invited to and our two new Instagram handles. Mine is Wreck It Rim because you're I- You're walking uh, around the neighborhood taking pictures of neighbors who have- Curb, up, curb, yeah, curb. yeah, and I wanted I wanted another Instagram handle. We went through three or four, and they were all taken. Uh, although none for actually curbed rims. But what? Why I'm, didn't you? Never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm shopping for uh, it rim. I'm shopping. Well, like Wreck It Ralph. The, right. the, my, it was my kid, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, like Wreck It Ralph. Rim, rim job was taken. Way taken. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> no. It just you weren't allowed to get it. Okay. You know, because uh, okay. you're you're banned from getting How about, some of those uh, uh, rim bad job. No, a lot of the rim ones were taken. Mm. Wreck-It Rim was available, and that's what we got. Wreck-It mm. Rim. How did you, so, you spell it right? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. W-R-E-C-K-I-T-R-I-M. Wreck-It Rim. My, uh, my new social handle wait, wait, may I, have to change. Well, hold on a second. Wait, let, let me finish on this one, and then we go to yours. I'm just saying that I chose something based on its availability, and now it might have to change. Oh, well, I'm excited yeah. about that. I want to I hear the story, but I want you guys to tag at Wreck-It Rim with all of the curbed wheel stories, here's what ins- there's two things that happened that were inspirational. Uh, I was we're shopping for a vehicle for my for my kid. He's turned 16 and he saved up some couple grand and we're looking to put it into like an entry level vehicle. And we go to the lot, and I was stunned how many used cars have totally curbed wheels. I mean, all four corners. I don't know if they're, I just don't know the situation. I've only curbed one or two, um, knock on wood, I'm going to do it tonight, I'm sure. I like a McDonald's drive through you and I will go out late after the show. I haven't curbed many rims, and it's just a thing. I'm sure it's awful in like New York and places like that where or where streets are narrow and people are parking on the curbs all the time. But dude, this whole lot was filled with cars with curbed wheels with that. Okay, so that was one. Like, okay. okay, so there's a lot of them out there. All right, so you have plenty of content is what you're saying. Exactly. And then I was following, I don't recall what Instagram it was, but the guy had put up a story, and he was watching a person in a, in a Taco Bell drive-thru. It was one of those really tight ones, and he goes, he's going to nail the rim, he's going to nail the rim, he's going to nail the rim, and then... You just watch it happen, okay. and I thought, okay, I want to be, I want to collect, I want to be the uh, purveyor of rim atrocities. I think so. Wreck it, rim at wreck it, rim, and we will post those and thank you profusely. Okay, well, uh, mine is not going to. We're going to celebrate wreck rims as interesting as that. I need to, I need to come up with a new one that just has to do with um, something that there's a lot of. You know, what? I'm going to do one that comes. Oh, I know, uh, rims, bent rims. I'm just going to be uh, at bent rims. Uh, no, it's, it's gonna not be, available. Oh, okay, how about no. at trail rashed rims? And I'll do. It'll be the sister. We tried uh, so many. We tried that. so. We tried so many rash. Wreck it rim. You should start with my rim from uh, Arizona. I should. Where I ripped off the valve stem and scraped the whole front of the face. Can of it you off. send me a photo? I can, but I'll I, tag at Sean P. Holman. If I okay, all right, but uh, I'm gonna wait till you get at least a hundred followers. How many followers do you have right now? Two. Me and my son. Oh, I have a uh, hundred and uh, like seven, and I started two days ago, three days ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty impressed with myself. Okay, what I is it? I say so myself. Uh, so my uh, my GPW project, the uh-huh. flat fender. So uh, this Friday, which when you listen to this, it'll be last week, so there'll be content. Um, this Friday, I'm pulling my old project out of the container and towing it home with the Gladiator. I don't okay. know if the tires will hold air. I don't know if the wheel bearings have grease well, wait, in them. Wait, well, hold on a second. You didn't tell me what the Instagram handle is. Oh, I'm getting there. Okay. All right. So it's a Ford GPW. So... My uh, uncle went to the to the DMV to get the um, 
registration paid up since it was on a PNO, plan non-op, which is a way you can like pause your registration in California. And we can only get a moving permit because they didn't have insurance yet and they won't release your registration without insurance. So I said, okay, let me call my insurance agent, send me a picture of the title and registration. So we know it's a Ford GPW because of certain things on the body, like the, the shape of the, the lids on the toolboxes in the back and a couple other little things. All right. But it's registered as a 40 Willys Jeep. Well, they didn't exist in 40. When you say it's registered, meaning it was registered. No, no. It's still it's registered? Currently, yeah, it's a PNO. Oh, okay. It's currently registered as a 40 Willys Jeep. Okay. And the title says 40 Willys Jeep. And when that title was produced in April of 1985, it says the original sales date on it is 00-40. So somebody guessed. Okay. And that's with the vehicle. Interesting. So technically, it should be a Ford GPW. But the VIN number, the serial number, there's a tag on a Willys version of a GPW, which is an MB, that has a number on it. And then the GPW, you say GPW with six digits after it, or up to six digits after it. But this one says MR with six digits. So does that mean it could be an MB and somebody misread the B for an R and it's actually a 42 Willys? Or is it some made-up number that doesn't match anything? Or is the number correct? If that's the case, it's a May 43 for GPW based on line of when serial numbers came in. So I actually don't know what it is. Just sounds like word soup to me right now. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so I came up with the, uh, the brilliant uh, Instagram handle of at Odd Ford. At Odd Ford. Because it's odd because people go, look at that Jeep. I'm like, it's not a Jeep, it's a Ford. Well, that's odd. It's got an odd fire Buick V6, and it looks, from what, I, what I, I'll find out this weekend, and I'll report back, but um, it is basically a Jeep designed by Willys, built by Ford with a GM motor. Odd Ford. That's about as odd as you're going to get. So, so it's appropriate Instagram handle, yes. Yeah, so uh, I've, I've uh, put it on my, uh, on my social. A bunch of people jumped on there. So if you're interested in seeing what happens to the GPW slash Willys Flat Fender project mm-hmm. that is odd, uh, follow at Odd Ford. And if you want to uh, follow along and contribute to Wrecked Rims, Wreck It Rim, because <laughs> where we celebrate road rash. Oh, you're celebrating yeah, atrocities committed against high-end wheels. I think it is. What it what is is like it's more of horror, right? It's how could someone do that? Mm. And, 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 and anyone, any of us, if you're listening and you've curbed a wheel, you know how painful that is. Yeah, that's... It is just like it's like... How about if you curb it on a boulder? It's like getting hit... In the nuts with a baseball when you're you know when you're playing with your buddies out in the field and you're like boom you're like oh my and you just it takes you a minute to recover and then you think I'll be all right it's fine it's it's I'll be I'll be okay and and yet and yet you're not you're not you know you, you pee and there's a little blood you know <laughs> wow it's like you know maybe 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 so it's is, not so is good this after the all segue where we go into thanking our sponsors before we started the show no is no that, no no is that how you want to leave that no no just we'll just pause for a second okay pause. Time, now, he- time now, heals all. <laughs> time heals all wounds. <laughs> all right. Now we go to our sponsors. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we should thank <laughs> Nissan. Because <laughs> uh-huh. they make everything better. They do make everything better. Absolutely. And uh, no matter how bad your day's been, mm-hmm. you can always count on the comfort that the interior of the Nissan Titan will provide you and, and coddle you. It'll never turn zero gravity seats on you. It'll always be ready to accept whatever condition your body is in. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to that, those sweet, sweet sounds. Soothing. Of the, soothing sounds. Yeah. Of the, uh, you know what you do? Mm. Uh, you put on like a massage parlor. 
parlor music coming out of that 19-speaker Fender audio system. You put system. on the uh, Platinum Reserve's uh, seat fan or seat heater? Uh, I would do the fan. Yeah. yeah, you need to do the fan. Well, you you got to clear some stuff yeah, out. You got the cold sweats and everything right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just need to yeah. just cool everything off. All right. Well, if uh, you need to get a half ton pickup truck, check out the Nissan Titan or Nissan Titan XD. It'll soothe you after a long day, mm-hmm. and uh, it does have the industry's best warranty, five year, one hundred thousand miles. You can build a price at NissanUSA.com, or you can go right now while you're listening to this podcast. Direct, just skip. Don't go to work. Just go right to the Nissan dealer because they open up at like ten a.m. And then what do you do? Pause the podcast and then. Because it has CarPlay, you just no, plug no, it back into your Titan you, and it starts right back up. No, 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 no. You sit in the parking lot as you scope them all out through your windshield uh-huh. of, your, of your old beater truck. So you're stocking the dealer. You're stocking the dealer, right. Uh-huh. And then when the podcast ends- Then you after, go buy it. After we have the nugget at the very end of the show, yeah. after the plugs, uh-huh. okay. after the, the uh, you know, like, oh, Lightning and Holman produced this show by hand, uh-huh. by whittling right. it out of clay, right? Well, you don't whittle out right. of clay, but okay. Uh, out of- By yeah. we- weaving it with baskets underwater. That's right. Okay. And, and so after that, and we do the little Easter egg that we do at every- and the show sure that's when you turn it off right and then you go into the nissan dealer and well, you buy a brand new titan could you just go right now and just go buy one and skip all that sure okay if you're a car enthusiast you know at some point in your life you're going to need a new battery if you are looking for a battery for your project you want to head over to duralastparts.com where you can check out the duralast pro power batteries which deliver oe or better cranking amps and reserve capacity with a nationwide five point Roadside assistance warranty. You can choose from the Pro Power, which is reliable power for the customer who is cost conscious and just wants to get back on the road with a one year warranty. Pro Power Plus meets or exceeds OE for the customer who wants a dependable factory replacement with a two year warranty. The Pro Power Ultra, designed to outperform the OE for the customer who needs more starting power for extreme climates and power hungry applications, or the Pro Power AGM Absorb Glass Matte Battery, provides starting power, deep cycle capability, and advanced technology for vehicles with accessories that demand greater power. It has two times the cycle life of a conventional battery. Cycles more and recharges faster, and a three-year warranty. Holman, which customer am I? Am I the AGM or am I the Pro Power? Uh, I'm going with the uh, Pro Power AGM just because you uh, are the guy who has so much crap uh, plugged and wired into your vehicle. How that, dare you? It's called a stereo system, right? That you have some draw that you've been trying to diagnose for about fifteen or twenty years. Uh, so you need that deep cycle capability. That's accurate. Yes, I have had many vehicles when I couldn't source that. Uh, 15 milliamp draw and it's just <laughs> enough to kill my battery over a weekend. Well, then you're definitely the guy that wants to go to DuralastParts.com and uh, find yourself a new battery. I'm going to go there right now as you talk about OnX. You mean the uh, off-road GPS app that uh, works across all of your devices on Android, Apple, your laptop? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's the one. All right. Well, uh, with the OnX off-road app, you can find open trails near you. You can track trips, add custom waypoints, download maps for offline use. Enjoy their interactive maps with featured trails, find campsites and non-ethanol fuel stations, check out their 3D and satellite maps, and of course you can try it out with a free trial. Head over to onxmaps.com. Their free seven-day trial does not require a credit card. If you like to go exploring like me, you'll find out that Onyx is one of the best apps out on the market for uh, not getting lost. Paul, I'm curious, uh, which uh, device do you like using the OnX app more? iPhone, iPad, what? If I'm in the car, if I'm off-roading, definitely the iPad mini. I've got a, a dash mount for it. Uh, but I've actually found if I didn't have my mini with me, my phone's always in my pocket. So I've been able to, you know, impromptu trail. Let's go check out here. And of course, if I'm at home planning a trip, I do it on my laptop because once again, it works across all devices. One change on one changes everything on your account. And so it's super seamless. If you're looking for a trailhead, can you uh, navigate to a waypoint? Yeah. So they uh, just added a new feature where you can uh, navigate, tell the uh, Onyx app where you want to go. It'll load that position in Apple Maps and you can just use your CarPlay to... Uh, Get on down the road. Oh, dang. That's a cool feature. Onyxmaps.com. And final question, Holman. Is it okay if we start the show? I'm good if you are. 
The Truck Show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck. Cause truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. We're like the freaking Mormon Tabernacle Choir is what we are. Dude, you were way off today. We're like songbirds, aren't we? Wait, I'm always off, but you were like, <laughs> I don't know what notes you were hitting over there. I'm tone deaf and I can tell that something well, went you know wrong. What, you know what happened is I was... Uh, Having I puberty? Just, no, I want to I wholesale oh, all of show. this. I want to wholesale all of this equipment. It's just driving me crazy. Uh, the levels. This is all high-end equipment that it, you it, put together. It was no. You know what? The uh, my my DBXs are fine. It's this crap Samsung board that we're using. It's just dying. Well, and I think it's been a year that you've been bitching about it. And I said, send me a link to a new board, and then I've nothing. I just like I can't leave the levels and just let them sit there and then pay attention to you because and just let it ride. Because they're literally OCD. fluctuating in real time. I'm looking at the, They're just fluctuating. You. Like, what's you're, happening here? You're like riding them like a boat captain. You look like you're a, a captain on Deadliest Catch and you're like jogging the throttles over I there am. with the levels. And it's like, dude, just, I, I'm ready to take the board from you and yeah. show you the show's perfectly fine if you aren't touching the controls. I know, but what happens is if I don't do it now, I have to do even more no, in post no, listen, and it drives me crazy. A rogue wave is not turning over the studio. You don't have to jog into the wind. It's, it's, right. You're fine. All right, all right. Fine. Well, can we talk about more destruction, which is <laughs> Dr. Death Wobble? Uh, we should probably give him a call. I know a lot of people with solid axle setups, uh, Death Wobble is a, a buzz term that you hear on the internet, but it's also a very real phenomenon and hoping he can uh, help drill down and explain not only what causes it, but how to fix it. Paging Dr. Death Wobble. Paging Dr. Death Wobble. Please report to service bay 5. Code Brown. I repeat, Code Brown. Hold on, I can't stop shaking! <laughs> Do you think he refers doctor or Mr. Death Wobble? Definitely Do- doctor. Doctor, okay. Yes. Hey, do I got you? Hello, hello. This is Lightning and Home and Truck Show podcast. Is this one Mr. Ken Farley? No, AKA? no, no, no. What, what, what? Is the doctor in the house? Oh, is the doctor yes. in? Sorry, is the doctor in? <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? We are good. Dr. Death Wobble on the horn. Hold on. Before we can let you talk, we've got a quick intro, so don't move. Here we go. Truck famous hero, star, VIP, ace, big wig, hot shot, truck famous, big shot, big deal, big gun, big cheese, heavyweight, superstar, truck famous, that's what you are. Because, you are truck yeah. famous. You are, you are famous for <laughs> curing the ills of all of us uh, who love uh, solid axle front suspension. Us mere mortals? <laughs> us mere mortals, yes, but <laughs> Dr. Death Wobble, uh, he, he has the answer, so when you go into the forums and ask... How do I cure death wobble? They always uh, provide the link back to Ken Farley. <laughs> Man, I am uh, I'm thoroughly impressed at this point. Like, <laughs> you I shouldn't don't even be. Know what to say? We we don't have <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. left. So that was we blew our whole wad up front to we make out. you feel like we you out. wanted to be here and, yep. and nothing. So we we yeah, have yeah. we have to go back, <laughs> Ken, and explain what the hell death wobble is. So if you don't own a straight axle vehicle, you're like, what? I don't. What are they? What are they saying? Death wobble. What is this? What does this even mean? Right, right. Well, the easiest way to understand it, and the, the way I actually explain it, and and the way I teach it, this is this is how I I teach it. Okay, I have uh, two young daughters. If if what I'm teaching, if they don't understand it, I'm not explaining it well enough. That's kind of my thoughts. So, 
what it is is we're looking for a vibration anything i mean think of a tuning fork to steel so anything if we meet the right resonance you can get a vibration in any form of steel it's just that to get it in a lot of stuff it's it's i mean that, that you need a lightning strike you know it's, it's very limited window but you could tear, tune anything really into a tuning fork well <clears throat> in a in you know solid axle truck you can get enough vibration going side to side in that front axle to turn your steering linkage into a tuning fork and then you see the crazy videos online and the steering wheel going crazy and all that other stuff really our game plan if, if if you look at diagnosing or fixing death wobble is all we're doing it's simple what i do it's, it's we're reducing the amount of vibration into the system you're always going to have some form of vibration but if we can get it down to where lightning can't strike or if it does we have an insurance policy on it and it's not really going to cause an issue we're in good shape it's just so, that if we have a system with too much vibration that's when you're going to see that common problem so do you have a cure for the lightning on this show so it doesn't strike twice well he doesn't listen <laughs> regularly so he doesn't know how awful i am so probably he hasn't oh, formulated that you know what we should do we should just so people you know full disclosure uh, i know you work on vehicles but then you also teach is your doctorate in uh, is it a phd or an md is it a vehicle md or a uh, vehicle theory uh, phd we were actually talking about this a little bit a while back. It's more like a voodoo type thing. So it's kind of like chiropractic. <laughs> we're like, You're a podiatrist. You know, like he studied theology yeah. is what he did. He's a shaman. Yeah, he should, yeah, yeah. should be shaman death wobble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you watched, um, what is it? Is it Tiger King? The one gentleman on there, <laughs> he, he was a... He was a doctorate of soul searching or something like yes. that. I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, I, I think I'm done. Uh, by the way, I love <clears throat> I love the Doctor Death Wobble uh, logo, where it has uh, <laughs> a a a uh, caricature, I guess, face or a graphic representation of Ken's face, and his eyes are xed out like sad clown eyes, and he's wearing a hat with the uh, with the medical cross on it. I'm like. Wait, how is he dead if he's wearing the hat? Like, he should have fixed it. What happened It's sounds very confusing <laughs> logo. Just so confusing. Yeah, yeah. I'm already in your head at that point. Okay. So that's, so, we're good. We're so good. Wait, it, it worked. How does death wobble occur? You know, you, we talked about the, you know, what happens. It is, you've got a vibration that you can't. It's a resonance in the chassis, right? But is that the Correct. tread? Is that the size ah, of the tire? See, you are is asking it... a multi-layer difficult question because when people come on to complain about death wobble in a Facebook group or in a forum, that's when all the scientists come out from everywhere because there is is not one cause of death wobble. It's sort of a whole thing. And Ken, if you'll go through, like, where do you start? And where do you end up? Because there's several things to look at. And if we're talking about a solid axle front end, uh, let's say, mm -hmm. you know, uh, something with coil springs. You've got uh, links that locate the axle. You've got a track mm -hmm. bar that locates the axle. You've got shocks yep. that are connecting the axle to the vehicle. You've got springs that are connecting the axle to the vehicle. And then you also mm -hmm. have your drag link and steering. And you have, most vehicles are going to have a steering stabilizer to to soften the blow of any potholes or terrain or things so they don't come back mm -hmm. and feed into the steering. Now, that's a lot of components. And then also ball joints. You have to have you right. know ball joints on the end of your knuckles for the whole thing to work. So where do you start in that list of componentry? Where do you tell somebody? And then air pressure on tires and tire tread and radial run out mm -hmm. and all those other things. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and, and that's where that's why it gets super overwhelming. And then you'll get somebody pop on there and be like, I 100% know. And, and, and like, this is imagine you're a customer that comes into my shop. I'm, I, I try to be very, very honest. The first thing I tell you is I will never promise you I can fix your death, death wobble. All we do is we look at, at, at um, 
at, at variables and we reduce the amount of variables. That's all we're doing whenever we're diagnosing or fixing it. You just listed off. I mean, we're, we're dealing with a very dynamic environment. You're dealing with, you know, you just list off 30 things. Well, if I have five things wrong and I fix three, that's making progress. That's what we call progress right there. You know, we're, we're stepping in the right direction. So the easiest way to understand death level, though, is you just listed off probably 15 to 20 different joints. We look at it on the joint on each and every joint. So, and it's actually more prominent in a lot of your new vehicles because we're running low friction joints, all your tie rod ends, all that stuff, they switch over to a low friction, which does give a nicer driving feel and stock form. And, and, and that there, there's some definite benefits to it. You don't have to run the power steering doesn't work as nearly as hard. It's straight on an independent side of everything. When we go to the solid axle side, those li- low friction joints. Well, when we go to heavy duty joints, like you put a heavy duty steering system or some upgrade ball joints, they're high resistance. Well, high resistance is less vibration inside there or less, I would say less chance for a vibration, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, but hold on a second, Ken, is that you, I'm sorry, doctor, you you yeah. are, you're explaining your solution, but you're not, what is the, the cause? The root is gotta be, what is causing the frequency? That has to be the the tire diameter, the the revolutions per minute. It, that that's where it's coming from. If you're sitting still, you're not getting death wobble. But if you're in a if you're in a Ford, you know F two fifty, and you're going eighty, mm-hmm. and you hit a rut, and you you go into this death wobble. <clears throat> okay, so like like I I rented one of the F two fifties for SEMA a couple of years ago, and we drove one out, and I it was a brand new truck and had death wobble on it. That is. Yes, a tire is a great option. A tire definitely can cause a huge vibration out at the end of the axle. The other side of it is, is when they're engineering these vehicles, they have to meet a happy medium to where the the truck will turn sharp enough. Um, it'll go straight down the road. They're they're, they're kind of it's they're not building the perfect vehicle. They're building a vehicle that works for everything. Which, well, which is why we can have an aftermarket, right? For those of us who like to go in one extreme or the other, the reason there's room for that is because the manufacturer has to have the lowest common denominator to serve all markets, not necessarily the niche that you play in. And that obviously comes with some drawbacks and some compromises. What you want yeah, the least yeah. amount of death wobble. I want the most amount of death wobble. No, no, no. Like, I, wa- right. I, get, I, get, <laughs> I get the least amount of death wobble because my vehicles are mechanically sound. You get the most amount of death wobble just because it's you, and I that's see. your luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and that's where we, we get them in the shop every time. They're like, well, hey, I want to build, we build like overland and off-road vehicles and stuff like that. And, and, and I want to build something super reliable because I'm going to drive all over the country, but I really want off-road capabilities. Well, most reliable that vehicle is ever going to be is it usually in stock form because they spent four years dialing that in and aftermarket you know i mean there's a lot of testing in aftermarket but it's not nearly not nearly as intense as a lot of your oe style testing but the oe does have its lacks to where like you say i mean we, we if we want to run a little bit more performance out of them we want to have a little bit more off-road capability at all race car parts need race car maintenance so so there is a you know there is a, a definite weighing out to figure out what is our best option what is the worst, the the, the biggest uh, perpetrator of death wobble? Because I was, I <coughs> just thought it was exclusive to Fords, like straight axle oh, Fords, F two fifty three. No, 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 no. I, no. I know that. I know you're going to look at me like I'm a moron, but yeah. like, that's where I learned of it. I just assumed it was mm-hmm. a Ford thing. To that extent, our 2019 at work has a little bit of it, which kind of freaked me out the first time. I was going over the grapevine out by here, which is a long, long hill. Uh, and like, what's grapevine? Like, uh, what what percentage grade? Oh, 6%? It, it's, yeah, it's pretty. It's, 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 it's pretty steep. And I'm coming down, and I felt a little bit of it. And I go, oh my god, that's so, what they're talking but about. But also keep in mind that there's different levels, right? Like, true death wobble is your vehicle is uncontrollable. 
And it's the whole thing, basically, it's kind of like if you have a champagne glass, right? And you're dinging it with your fork for the couple to kiss, and the champagne glass go. explodes. There you go. That's, right. You can still ding your glass a certain amount of times, but mm-hmm. once you get that resonance in there and it shatters, that's the echelon of where death wobble comes in. And when you have death wobble, that's not like, okay, I hit something, and I felt a little bit back and forth, and my steering stabilizer sort of soaked it up. That is mm-hmm. like uncontrollable, you are shitting yourself. Because the vehicle is so violently shaking right. that you don't know what happened. And what is the biggest perpetrator of that? There has to be one make with but, a certain tire size. No, there it's, has it's, to not be. A, it's not a tire size issue. It's, sometimes it's a tire yeah. pressure issue. Sometimes it's a tire wear <coughs> issue. Sometimes it's a tire construction mm-hmm. issue. Sometimes it's a ball joint issue. Sometimes it's a track bar mm-hmm. issue. There's, there's lots of things. Because you have to remember, like to Ken's point... There's 15 or 20 joints in a solid axle front suspension, whether you're a five-link uh, you know, coil spring or a radius arm or something mm-hmm. like that. Whatever the case is, each one of those joints is capable of vibration <coughs> and capable of introducing into the vehicle mm-hmm. those oscillations. Now, if you have multiple vibrations fighting each other, they're going to intensify. And so it's not just go get different tires. That may not solve it. It's not even go get – a lot of people go, oh, get a bigger steering stabilizer. Well, that's – that dampens it, but that's not that's a band aid. Yeah, that's necessarily yeah. fixed, right? So yeah. there's lots mm-hmm. of places where death wobble can be introduced, but when you have it, it will you will crap your pants. But I, I but when you uh, am I wrong to say that when I go on YouTube and I look up death wobble and I when I'm not seeing his videos, I'm seeing a lot of forts. I'm not seeing Rams. I'm not saying that oh, doesn't man. exist. They, they, all, they all do. Again, it. I know that. Yeah, I, I, but, I say, I've owned a couple of Rams that do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, no, and Jeeps. You oh, can yeah. definitely yeah, get it, on it, Jeeps. It, it, yeah, it's 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 more it's understanding the, the looking at the the style of the suspension. You had it; they had it on Model A's. I mean, you could have it you could have it on leaf springs. It's not common, but you can get it with a leaf spring. But like anything of like we're like Sean was saying on your five links and stuff, any solid axle is is going to be prone to it. And, and yeah, definitely Dodges and and Jeeps and and you know Fords for that matter. If I mean the the biggest thing you run into is in in a Super Duty Ford. It's flat out violent, you know, and on the, on the Jeeps, we get a lot of Jeeps in where somebody's like, you know, they're, they're pretty worried. They're scared to drive it and stuff like that. And I send you out in a dually one ton, you know, Ford with death wobble. I mean, it's flat out violent. Yeah, but it's scary. I don't know. If you've never experienced <laughs> you know, it before, you don't know what it is. It's 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 literally shocking. It is the first time. You know, we do it so much that, like, I'll be honest, we're kind of laughing, driving it. You're like, oh, yeah. man, this one's good. And then you know how it is. <laughs> well, because like, you understand like, it. Like, you yeah. know what's, what it's it, doing. Yeah. The vehicle, for the most part, of saying you still lose control more than if you look at the way it's actually shaking and stuff like that, for the most part, it's going to go pretty straight. Like, you can get it you, you, for the most part of, like, going, you know, lane to lane, crazy, like, getting in an accident. I mean, it's not ideal. I mean, they're definitely not ideal. You don't want to drive. Yeah, you don't want it over an icy bridge or something like that to do death. Oh no, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, that 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 would be that'd be pretty pretty dicey. But like for for us out diagnosing it, you'll you'll have one. You're like, oh yeah, it's got it's got decent decent death wall. But then you're like, whoa, it's, it's, it's the big boys. They'll they'll shake you real good. They'll they'll like it's just flat out. Like you think the. Let me put it the best way. I was you think say, you have a a, um, a baseball home plate shaped tire on one wheel. Yeah, I had, I had, it was a Super Duty. That's what it was. It was a four door Ford Super Duty, three quarter ton. <clears throat> the, um, the rear, like your, your rear seat, it was a four door. So the, the rear seat, the center console, like your armrest stuff was flopping down and the headrests were beating off the back window. And now I was like, oh, this was, this is pretty, I did a, 
I did a video walk. <laughs> that was spicy. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this yep. is good. This he, is a good one. He man. got he bought he got back and you said <laughs> that was awful. I mean, that was they, that was awful. Yep, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah what, pretty much. What I, came... I made the other guys at the shop go drive it so they could feel it. Everybody gets a turn. Ken, what yeah, was yeah. Uh, the chicken before the uh, chicken or the egg? Like, what did you have the shop and then start fixing Death Wobble, or were you just a dude fixing Death Wobble and you figured I'm going to open a shop? I'm not sure what the timeline looks like. Mm-hmm. And where is your shop? Yeah, so we're we're just north of Lansing, Michigan. If you held your hand up like a you know like the mitten, we're right in the center. My family's had an auto repair shop for over 20 years. So the, when I started actually doing videos, it sounds bad. I did like, I, I hate to feel like I, I wanted to help people, but I more was frustrated. I was sick of like you saying the Facebook groups and all this stuff. It's just painful to me to like watch all this, like just terrible information. Yes. Non-doctors like, talking about the problem. <laughs> uh, well, and, and I'm like, and, and I hate to be like, like I know it all. Cause I don't, but uh, like, I don't at all. Every day we're getting better. The biggest thing is, is looking at it through the through at least a little bit of a scientific idea of saying like, hey, we're understanding that, that we have certain dynamics and we have vibrations, and if we reduce those, hey, we're in better shape. Versus, like our our shop, we're we're in a small farming community. I mean, we're in a town of nine hundred people. You shouldn't know who I am, type thing. But like, we have I routinely have customers come three and four hours away. It's one of those that like when nobody can figure it out call us like we'll we'll, we'll figure that because we don't give up that's what at the end of the day it doesn't like we just won't come up it, it's just it, it's crazy though to see like w- you'll have somebody super frustrated and they're like they've balanced my tires 10 like 10 times i've been to a dealer and i've been to all this stuff and it's like it'll just it, it's all the small stuff the small stuff is what's going to kill you and it's minimal little movements and we try to show that like at least i try to show that in some of the videos and i kind of stress it but like until you've seen sometimes what we're actually looking for when we call play or, or like a like a small bit of movement like like in Sean you've seen this like a, a bad track bar to a good one well sure. yeah if it's completely if it's completely whooped out and like tons of movement yeah that's anybody can diagnose that. that's the yeah. easy stuff it's the stuff that we're talking in the minimal stuff you know the little tiny stuff and then the other side of it is like we do a lot of you know big rock callers that like it's easy to net a bunch of suspension travel it's easy to build a crazy rig it's hard to get them to drive well on the road and that's that's where it's it, it's unacceptable for it not to drive well that so, reminds like, me of uh, of the time that lightning had the 2019 ram after he or uh, no the ford after he lifted it mm-hmm. and your track bar was loose remember that yeah well that uh, we didn't tighten it all the way I mean, well, it wasn't well, me. It was, the guy, no. yeah, the guy well, I got under, I got under. I go turn your wheel, and I'm like, uh, dude, your track bar bolt's about to fall out. That's yeah, why well, you have I, all I that had, movement. I had so much play in the steering wheel; it was ridiculous. It was scary. Come yeah. home one day, and I go, what it's, is happening? Yeah, here? but you, you know the crazy part—that darn thing—you could drive it for months, and it might not like have death wobble. Actually, it just might kind of drive a little crappy. Yeah, and then you'll have another one come in with like one ounce out of balance on a tire, and it will be violent. And that's like. And, and that's the best way to understand it is the vibration. You know, we're yeah. really looking because sometimes when that track bar was so loose, it actually really wasn't putting in the vibration. Well, no, it was, it was actually just, canceling some know, of it out because it allowed yeah. the, everything to kind of move around. So maybe your Correct. steering feel sucked or maybe there was a clunk in the steering. But el- otherwise, it sort of masked it because now you have, you know, a, an eighth of an inch of play. Well, I couldn't stay yeah. straight in the lane. Like I was. Yeah, I yours, mean, was, I, yours yeah, was pretty yeah. bad. That was a weird one. And then yeah. also, you know, geometry comes into play. A lot of people will lift their right. Jeeps. Uh, uh, and they'll do it with a low-quality kit that doesn't compensate for track bar length or mounting point. Mm-hmm. And now all of your arms, you know, you, you want to have your your 
arms parallel as much as they can. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of people who all their arms are out of alignment and they have, they jacked Mm -hmm. the vehicle up. They didn't make the proper geometry change because they wanted to have a cheap kit. And then they wonder why it doesn't drive well on the road. Well, that's why it's because your geometry Mm -hmm. is completely ruined from the factory because you didn't want to spend the extra couple hundred dollars for that next kit that had the correct either track bar or geometry bracket on the axle side Mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. Okay. Can you, you retail parts, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, both off your site Mm -hmm. and of course in your shop, have you called any, uh, suspension manufacturers and chastise them or, or give them friendly advice and <laughs> said, hey, listen, I keep seeing customers with your kit on it and it's doing X. Or, or has that happened? Yeah, well, and that's the cool part. is I, It's fortunately behind the scenes. Um, over the years, we've, we've had great relationships with a lot of our aftermarket suppliers and like the guys behind the scenes. Like we've prototyped, like my our Gladiator we built for SEMA two years ago ran two different kits on it, prototype suspension kits on it. And, and it was fortunate, like we had some pre-production ones um, to run, do some testing on and see, you know, see what works out, see maybe what could be better and stuff like that. But, but yeah, definitely. And, and that's one of those that we try, because you know how it is, anything mass produced, you can run into issues. And, and it's one of those that if we're frequently seeing something or if I'm frequently seeing something in the DMs or anything like that, I'll be like, hey guys, like maybe throw X into this kit or something like that. And, and it's, it's fun for me on the education side of it though, is knowing like most of your tech support guys at a lot of suspension companies, I'm tight with a lot of those dudes. So we work together. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm like, Hey, if like we're doing like a SEMA build with XYZ company or anything like that, I want to talk to your tech guy and I want to say, Hey, what are the two or three calls you're getting a week or, or a day that like, what's the most common call? Cause let's do a quick video just to help you out and maybe educate somebody um, a lot of it is it's overwhelming because you guys see how it is. You're like, I'm looking at lift kits. Well, why is that one $400 and that one's $4,000? And I don't know. Some of it is is trying to find somebody that you can trust to help you with. The other side of it is, is doing the education by yourself and just trying to understanding. You don't have to understand it like it dialed down to where like you're like me and does it every day, but at least understand generalization. What is, uh, I mean, obviously you've got your shop and your time is valuable mm-hmm. and there's only so much bandwidth you have in a day, but I also know that you go on the forums and that you answer DMs mm-hmm. or, or answer people in your Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. Where would you tell somebody who's listening right now, driving down the road, listening to Truck Show Podcast, having Death Wobble at this exact moment, and they went, oh my gosh, this is the guy that can fix my truck. <laughs> where would you tell, if that guy's listening right now, where would you tell him to start? And what is sort of the... I guess the the systematic approach that you would take or advise somebody to go through the steps to kind of get to where their vehicle feels safe. What is the process of elimination? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so, so there's two different, in my ideas, there's two different paths. Um, First I have on YouTube, there's a full series of videos. You could watch all that um, to, to really understand death wobble and, um, how to diagnose it. But there's two steps. First, I would say, are we dealing with a worn vehicle that has like a hundred thousand miles on it? Or are we gonna deal with a brand new one? Let's go through a brand new one quick. Brand new one is what have we changed? Have we done a lift kit? Have we done anything like that? What what did we change versus stock? Because stock they spent four years driving the mules, you know, testing the crap out of this. The engineers worked really hard. It it can get death wobble out, out of a brand new vehicle. I've I've seen it plenty of times but the chances are much lower. So for the most part on your newer vehicles, what we're seeing if they're getting death wobble is they've been modified. Okay. If they've been modified, then we start looking at, this is providing that our wheels and tires are good. Everything's balanced there. No broken bands that we're in good shape there. And then the other side of it is if we don't have any linkage that's loose or anything like that. 
Um, I'm saying it's a brand new vehicle. We just lifted it. And you're like, holy shit, it drives like crap. It's really dirty or anything like that. So the, the most common one on that side of the house is that it's a caster issue. What that is is the relationship between the upper and lower ball joints. Um, if you're looking at lift kits or anything like that, we have a four link in the front suspension. And it, one lift has nothing but the, just springs and shocks. And the other one has a track bar, or, you know, a heavy duty track bar. And the other one has some control arms, stuff like that. We need to get the alignment as close to stock as possible, if not better than stock. So, so that goes back into, I want to see my lower ball joint out ahead, out in front of the upper ball joint. Think of it like a chopper motorcycle. If you know, got that big rake, they want to go straight. They drive straight really well. They don't turn very well. So the other side of it is a shopping cart. If we have a shopping cart where our ball joints, the lower ball joint is behind the upper ball joint, they turn great, but they just don't want to go straight. And they're like, when you're pushing a shopping cart through the, through the, the mall or, or not the mall, but the grocery store, you know, you watch them wheels start shaking and shaking. That's death wall war right there. No, well, that's fun. No, that's so, I mean, oh, it, yeah. it can be if you is know there, what you're doing. Is there anything more annoying than when your shopping cart does that? You're like, I'm going to take everything out of this freaking shopping cart and go put it in another shopping cart, even if it takes me 20 minutes. Again, you're yeah, talking about caster. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is a brand new shopping cart, though. They're, oh, wait, <laughs> I had, like, dude, I had one. It was uh, it was a couple weeks ago. I had a guy had a $55,000 brand new Jeep uh, JL Wrangler Rubicon. I mean, top line, beautiful Jeep. And he put a $400 lift kit on it, and he was, he was super mad at the dealer because they wouldn't fix it. And I said, dude, it's like I said, it's like taking you know a big tomahawk steak from the butcher and putting it in the microwave. It ain't their fault, That's man. horrible. Like, like oh, God, I've never <laughs> thought of anybody's – oh, I'll never get the image of a tomahawk steak in a microwave out of my head ever. Oh, Dude, you can man. use that. You, you, can, you can use that one, but, you know, oh, it's like – hold on. That, uh, can I have a moment of silence for that tomahawk? Because <laughs> I, I'll never – I'll, I'll never be able to unsee that. I literally spent yesterday cooking meat on my barbecue, enjoying the sun and all that great stuff, and now you just put an image of a gray, mealy-looking tomahawk <laughs> yep, yep. coming out of a microwave. Oh, never stop. I cannot see it. It's one of those that, that look, let's, first thing is, on a newer vehicle, let's see what we changed. What what did we change? Because it started out more than likely good. On a used one, um, it's got some miles on it. Then we start really looking dialing in looking for play in the joints side to side think of it like a hip joint or most of your joints are going to be ball and sockets other than your track bars we're just looking for uh, a looseness um, um movement side to side that's the easiest way to kind of look for that because any of that movement can cause a vibration in there and or the tires tires are the one the tires are hands down as far as i'm concerned the hardest one to diagnose because we keep extra spares around the shop i've, I've had i had a brand new wrangler less than a thousand miles on it um tires balanced out great and that thing would death wobble like crazy until you we swapped off the wheels and tires to a little loaner set we have at the shop that we know is good and then it would never death wobble again so it's like you, you it's just it's something was unhappy about a band inside one of them tires that was just getting the vibration at the right amount well let's talk about your some of your fixes that you offer for our listeners for example you've mm-hmm. got uh falcon shocks you've got teraflex steer smarts take us through some of those decisions for example we you know we're familiar with Bill Stein. We're familiar with King. Mm-hmm. And Falcon is kind of a, a newer name to the scene. It's interesting. It is. I mean, they haven't they've been around for a while, but it's not like... Paul Cox was the uh, mastermind behind those shocks. And now uh, our friend Jason Engelman, who is at uh, Bill Stein, who is the yeah. uh, father of the TRX, is now at Teraflex. And he is uh, that- taking Paul's designs and uh, 
doing some magic over there. So that's pretty cool. That that was a really good pickup for um, Falcon. I actually I'm, huge. I'm, I, I know the I know the owners and the guys at Terraflex. They're and, and there's a lot of great guys in our industry, but Terraflex they're they're solid family. They're yeah. really good people. Um, and, and the Falcon line, I mean, is really good. Um, yeah, them getting Jason, Jason's a really good dude. And that, that was one of those, that, like, all, like once we like saw like, Oh, Jason's moving to Utah. It was like, Oh, Oh, this could be interesting. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, they're, 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 there's, they're small enough to be, um, nimble, but they're, they're big enough to make it happen. That's the one thing we've been really happy with, you know, um, with their components. They, they've been, they've been super good. Um, a lot like so like the Fal- the falcon side of it we've run those on you know two and three of our build jeeps and then we run those i stock that at the shop so we, we've had you know really good luck with that and there's a lot of really good components so i a lot of what we look at right now especially through covid time where some of this stuff it doesn't matter how good it is if you can't get it you can't get it well a lot of it is understanding why if it's an actual upgrade we're doing or not and and when i say quote unquote upgrade just because you buy something is it better and kind of understanding what you're doing um if we're going to like bigger tires stuff like that we need we do need a heavy duty steering system or or, or suspension system to help reduce that vibration and to to strengthen everything but we really want to understand and make sure that it's better because that's where on the other side of the house i've seen that there's one company they're running a a promotion on instagram i was looking at the, the, the 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 sponsored photo and it was a steering system that they made. It literally had bump steer in it. Like you could look at the photo <laughs> and be like, "Holy cow, guys!" Yeah, you like, guys don't even know like, that people in the know are looking at that, going, "This doesn't work right." Yeah, like like instantly, and that's not being like trying to be a jerk or anything. Like I'm just looking. I'm like, bro, that like that thing. I can tell you how it's going to drive. It's going to drive like cr- every time you hit a bump. It was in a TJ, so that's like a super short Jeep. And if you have the relation bump steer is going to be the relationship between your drag link. And your track bar and all these control arms, any control arms, whether it be independent front suspension, like solid axle, all these things work on arcs. You know, think of it as a as a as a semicircle radius type thing. We have a mount on the frame and we have a mount on the axle. Well, as that suspension moves through its travel, um, it's going to move on an arc. The longer we make those lengths and the flatter they are, the less arc is going to be induced into them. And the and the shorter they are and the more aggressive that angle is, it, it's going to have a lot more. Well. Looking at this, the track bar, it was painfully obvious that the track bar and the drag length were way off. And it was like, if you push, I, I swear, if you would have pushed up and down on the bumper of that Jeep, that steering wheel would have ripped out your hands. Like, it was like, it's going to drive very poorly. Well, that's a situation where, like, that was an upgrade that's not an upgrade. Yeah. Like, you, you, you that, that was, hey, I had a Jeep that, like, but but the, the hardest part would be, is putting myself in the in the customer's eyes is they would say, well, hey, I had a Jeep that it wasn't driving well. Well, it could have had a loose steering system on it. Well, they put a new one on. They're like, I didn't fix it. It must be something else. Well, did it not fix it? No, no, it, it, it fixed something, but it also induced a whole new issue. And now you have, then you have somebody on Facebook ripping their hair out because they can't figure out why to fix their darn vehicle. Well, they started you, chasing do, problems without understanding what was causing the problem. So they just started going, correct. oh, well, this cool, brightly colored, powder-coated widget I'm going to install. Yes. It has big, beefy joints. Well, if you're running, you know, 30, yeah, if you're running 33s or 35s, it's probably not even a part you need uh, because mm-hmm. actually the factory parts from Jeep, for example, are really good. You know, the, the newer yeah, update stuff they're, they're is They're quite not bad. robust. Yeah. yeah. Can we yeah, talk about no, uh, this uh, Steer Smarts for a second? I know you you sell Steer Smarts. They seem to have come on the mm-hmm. Jeep scene really strong. I've especially seen it in the last couple of years with JL, 
everybody seems mm-hmm. to be really big fans of steer smarts so that so that's behind the scenes that's powers and sons so they're gonna be um behind the scenes they are a tier one supplier so they're making a lot of your f450 f550 all, all those uh steering components for like ford and a lot of your medium duty truck applications they took some of those truck out those medium duty stuff and they made it into like actually jeep components and, and they were they, they were super quick to do it because they had a lot of the technology behind the scenes it's almost mainstream of in a jk or a jl which is going to be your 2007 2008 and newer wrangler you're going to see a two and a half everybody's talking about a one and a half ton or a two and a half ton steering system yeah. all those steering systems are based off of medium duty truck uh, i was just going to add one thing about being a tier mm-hmm. one supplier is one of the things that's really hard in the industry to get right because it takes a ton of R&D and it takes a really good supply base, is mm-hmm. bushing durometer and quality of the rubber bushings. And being a tier one supplier means that you've got an OE, most likely an OE spec rubber in your bushings, which means that you have a long service life and you're not going to have to be pressing bushings in and out of that thing all the time. It's hopefully something you, you put on and, and works right because they're already supplying those things <laughs> to, to the uh, original equipment companies. Yeah, because behind the scenes, a lot of it is, is like you said, the test stuff. <laughs> it, it's also scary to us is like we, we were seeing, okay, the, the let's say the Gladiator just came out. The Jeep Gladiator, okay, well, XYZ Lift Company, they have a suspension already. First to market. And you're like, well, first to market. It must be the best. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is scary. Um, <laughs> versus, <laughs> yeah. like, versus like, like and that's, that's, it doesn't matter what, you know, not just suspension, it's some bumpers and all this other stuff. It's like first to market. And you're like. It, you didn't even try it out guys come on like it like and that's that's the hard part it's just because you run into that as the consumer you know if you don't quite understand what you're buying like then it, it can be one of those where it's an upgrade that's not really an upgrade and you might have caused a new problem well look we, we've talked to ken we had i i won't say who that the the the, the person was but he was overseeing the uh, uh the r&d division of the suspension company and he would put a bounty on getting the suspension system done for a new product in that they would okay. go wherever they had to go in the country to get the first unit that was mm-hmm. sitting on a dealer lot and they'd drive it. And by the time they got back to their location, their headquarters, the team was ready to bolt on their first system. And by the time that the vehicles were showing up on dealer lots, they already had the system out, boxed yeah. up, shipping. So... And you're like, how much R&D can you do if you're going that fast? Um, it's yeah, questionable, no, you're right? Definitely, you're, you, yeah, you're definitely right. And, and, I, and, and that, that becomes one of those, I can't, like, if, that, if that's the way that everything's going to be, I mean, they have no choice. If you want to be competitive and stuff like that, I completely, you, you do completely have to have some empathy for them. Because, like, you, well, you do because kind when, of become, according to SEMA, you know, in the first two years of, a, of truck ownership, mm-hmm. That's when you spend all your money on upgrades. Yes, of course, there mm-hmm. are old Ram 5.9s still being upgraded, you know, 20-year-old trucks plus, and 7.3s yeah. and all that stuff. We're, yeah, I get that. But really, the guy goes out and spends uh, sixty dollars to $100,000 on a truck, and be, he's the guy that's going to spend the most money the fastest on upgrades. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to be first to market, but you, you, you got to yeah, haul ass with your R&D, and hopefully you're going you're gonna to make uh, r- you know, running changes. Yeah, and personally, what I've seen, and this is just me through my eyes. What I see a lot of is, is we always look for look for innovation. You know, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent innovation that, that at least they're trying. Because if I see somebody trying to innovate, to me, it tells me at least they're they're trying to think outside the box. They're trying to progress and trying to make things better 
versus like you know how it is is just knock off after knock off and stuff like that like like um th- that and that becomes kind of the fun part of okay when we're building zima rigs i mean i've put on a lot of components that never actually made it to production they were just they they were tests they were they, they were that and that and that's kind of a fun thing too because that, that's what our industry needs too in the aftermarket side but like there is the aspect of we we got to pay the bills you know and you got to make what sells and stuff like that but there there does need to be a lot of innovation and and that's kind of cool to to be a part of that and enough about this like you know depressing subject of death wobble can we talk about oh, your, dude, uh, wait it's his freaking name it's his name after all i want to talk about your fun. uh your chief because that thing that build is awesome and i think our uh, our listeners would appreciate uh hearing the story behind it yeah thank you thank you that's uh that's my I have a 79 Cherokee chief. It's a uh, orange and moss. It, uh, it, 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 so we got it. It sat for 15 years. I'm in Michigan. And if you have no idea about Michigan, we, our vehicles don't rust. They rot. Like they just return like, to the terrible. earth. Like, <laughs> Oh dude, it's so bad. And they do it quickly. <laughs> it, it was a plow truck. Um, I, my a little behind the scenes. Okay. So our, we're, we have a AC Delco shop as well. My AC Delco rep travels about a four hour circle. Okay, throughout Michigan, most of lower Michigan. And he said, hey, I know you guys are into Jeeps. I got a customer with an International Scout. It's been sitting there forever. You should go buy it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. He got me a picture. And then I was like, like, the thing looks like a pilot. Man, you think it's not a Scout, it's a Jeep. But he showed me the inside and he opened the door. He's like, dude, you you can't like, no, I trust me. This inside is mint. I'm like, okay, whatever. But months go by and finally, like, we're like, okay, we're up in that area. near Silver Lake Sand Dunes. We stopped in there. And the old guy that owned it had been sitting under a uh, tree behind his shop for 15 years. The transfer case went out of it, and it was it was an old plow truck, and 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 it had been sitting there for 15 years, like rotting away. And the old guy's like, "No, I don't want to sell it." And I saw the interior, so I was able to kind of open it up. The outside is covered in moss. I, I haven't washed it, so it hasn't been washed in I mean now almost 20 years. Oh my god! And the interior's dude. The interior's mint. It's stupid. Yeah, it's like, so it clean. It doesn't even make sense. It, it like you open the inside and you're like, this is like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like it should not be, it has every option. It's got um like a CB radio inside the dash. It was a, Your it was dash a pad isn't pass. even discolored or cracked. Dude, it's stupid. Like it don't, like when you, I opened the door and just started laughing because you're like, it shouldn't be like the back seat's perfect. Everything is literally perfect. It's probably worse now that I've taken it like out West wheeling and, and stuff like that. And it's not even bad. Like it's still in really, really good shape, but like, it's crazy how good the interior is. And that's what everybody says. So the exterior, it, it has moss growing on it. And it's like, it, it's, <laughs> it's going to become, it looks like algae all over it and stuff, but it's actually super solid. That's the crazy part. And then what we did was um, the first time I built it to take it to Easter Jeep Safari, I did like kind of a thrash build. We resurrected it, had the 360 in it. And we're like, sweet, let's put some one tons underneath this thing. I kind of did some funky work with the leaf springs to get a lot of travel out of them. And we just wanted to get it running. That was the whole thing is, is build it in like three months or so and get it running. It had the 360. I put a 241 transfer case in it. Um, and then I put a Dana 60 in the front, 14 bolt in the rear. Got it enough to where I was like, hey, we can drive it. Let's take it to Moab. Let's party. We like, Dude, that was the worst week of my life. <laughs> that was like, oh, my God. I rebuilt that whole Jeep. Every night we were spending like – the, it looked like a murder scene in the driveway of the house that we rented. <laughs> Dude, it was bad. And so we like, yeah, we rebuilt. I spent four hours out on fins and things rebuilding the fuel system on the truck. And that was, it was a carbureted 360. So like, I mean, I don't know if you ever like 
four wheeled a carbureted 360 in Moab. Womp, womp, womp. Dude, like you're two foot in it. I was on Baby Lion's back. The first the first trail we did was Baby Lion's back. I stalled going down it, and the back tires came off the ground. We hit the like the front oh, no. so hard, Ugh. dude. It was rough, and, and like, and, and I had my wife and my two kids at that point. So my yeah. uh, like three year old and five year old in the back seat. That's and hydro. Yeah. Oh yes, hydro assist on it. So the forties are aired down, and when you lose power steering, you lose power brakes, and you lose everything. everything. Like, like it just stalled. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, I rebuilt like we rebuilt so much that week of that Jeep. Then we took it back. We got um that year we built three rigs for SEMA. And then so I built two newer ones. And then they invited me to take they're like, hey, you want to bring your chief? I'm like, OK, cool. So we ripped the whole drivetrain back out of it. We did. Now it has an LS. So it's got a six liter out of an Escalade in it. Um, new trans. The, the biggest reason we wanted like the 360 actually made good power it was decent it's just if i were fuel injected it would have been fine yeah but um i didn't have i didn't have overdrive so i had 513 gears oh that's top, a hard drive yeah top well top speed was yeah it was like 55 to 60 now with overdrive i've, I've done over 100 miles an hour in the it's like, <laughs> it rips it. that's a little too fast probably drives, that yeah oh i don't know i it think it's legit so smooth. no no it, it actually like it actually drives super like what 40s are you drive running as well as it does uh, I had the Mickey's then. Yeah, now the Baja MTZs, right? Yep, yep. I had the MTZs. I, I like those. Those were good. Now, now I have um, 39 inch BFG crawlers, and then we're running. Um, we're in BFGs on all our rigs now, and the the, the crawlers are gnarly, and they've they, those are. I mean, they, they actually um, they're not balanced, and they run smooth on mine. Like they, nice. they like. But I have um, we have a three link in the front, so it's coilovers in the front, two point five Foxes, and then. In the back, it has outboarded Chevy. Where are they? Those fifty-two inch leaf springs, like the yep. half-ton Chevys that everybody runs. Yep. Um, I outboarded them, and that's why the Jeep sits like super low. That was the whole goal: is to build it, build it on thirty-nines and forties, and set it low. So, like, I have I have over twenty-four hours into the inner fenders on the front and rear of the Jeep. Oh of, my god! Of you know, like doing a lot of little <laughs> that like I that you'd never know. You know what I mean? And that was the whole goal: is to build a lot of stuff to where like. It's just do a ton of ton of little tiny stuff that you're that nobody's ever gonna know, and then then that's why I get tons of messages on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> that like, one hey, guy, how'd you do that? Suspension? Yeah, prowling yeah. through your pictures, going, "Come on, give give it up. What's the deal here? Yeah, Who, who's bumper is to it? Find the thread. Who yeah, who's, oh, who's a, bumper a, is it? Oh my god, the bumper is a story itself. That's um so JCR, JCR right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, JCR. I'm, I'm really good friends with the guys at JCR and Victory Four by Four. So we do. Um, if you were a customer, we do all the the mechanical work for JCR and Victory. Like if you called up as a customer and you wanted something installed, for the most part, they send it to our shop. They're they're an hour and a half from us. Great guys. I've always loved them, guys. Well, I took. I said that like it's not a Jeep unless I use a JCR bumper. Darn it! And I yeah. so I took a I took a JCR XJ bumper and made it bolt up and then we built wings to the side of it to um to to, to tie it all in so it kind of oh, looks i like, see okay it I actually was, looks good though so i had cool. that's why i asked but i'd never seen those yeah, wings. well xjs are so damn wide and fsj is a monster so it's it's cool to yes. see that. so that was a narrow bumper that was it, it yeah. was it, it was actually it, it based off is a stubby wrangler bumper with xj mounts on it that, so here's a question: horrible... is, the, is the frame rail spacing the same on the FSJs as it was on on the Wranglers by any chance? Because I know, like for like Ford, for example, Ford had the same yep. frame rail spacing for like 40 years, whether it was a car or a truck. Um, did Jeep do the same thing on those? 
Dude, I don't see. I don't know on the Wrangler side, but I can tell you right now on the XJ side, it's like within a quarter inch. Yeah. Like it was, it it fit really easily. Um, the biggest thing that I feel horrible for the guys at tech support at JCR and all this stuff is because they get messages all the time of like, well, can you make, because they can't sell that to you and like you not be able to fab it to like, they don't know your fabric yeah, of course. or anything like that. So I, I built them a product that they're never going to build and they always get calls about it. And like, <laughs> so that, that became like, that's kind of the running joke is like, Hey, thanks for advertising us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, something they can't make. Something, yep. Yeah, there's something they won't make. But, they, but they, well, they should make. But one. some hey. of that stuff is cool though, because it's like it still shows. You know, it shows that mm-hmm. they're cool, that they're willing to be a Halo vehicle. It, and, it's cool, but it is a pain oh, in the dude. ass because it is. It sucks taking calls on something that you're not selling. You're like, well, we do have yeah, this. Yeah. Well, I don't want that one. I saw it on Doctor Death Wobbles, you know, uh, Cherokee <laughs> Chief, and I want that. Is is it? Um, it's raw. Yeah, it's it, raw it, steel, right? Or did you did you clear powder coat it? Uh, that one is actually it's a it's like a the closest thing we could get to chrome powder coat. I wanted it to look, I wanted it to look faded, so it's like kind of a gray, like it's just kind of a shitty powder coat. That's the best way to describe <laughs> it. I like I, I like because we couldn't. I wanted it to be chrome, um, and, and chrome adjacent, really chrome it, <laughs> like a chrome yes, adjacent, yes. Like, like, like that like, satin look, or when somebody brushes it. Yes. But Jay, seriously, dude, like. It's Michigan. Nothing's not powder coated there. Could you yeah. imagine what that thing? It would. Oh, it dude. would look like the. Well, well, you could. You could have used steel it right, and then just scuff that. Yeah. Just scuff the steel it up. I know a lot of guys yeah, and, you and know, are using that. That's a good solution. Yeah, and, and steel it is like that. That that would be a good solution. This was like I just went to my powder coat guy. I'm like, hey, I want this to look like it was powder coated 20 years ago, and he's like, oh, I'll do my best. <laughs> and it, and it, you know, it, it, the, the beauty of having something that's rusty, though, is you just don't care. Like, I like I love that thing. And and the the one funny story is like we um I, I went down to the pizza shop in town. I drove my chief the one time, and there was a Range Rover next to it. And the lady was literally like, opened the door in the Range Rover and is leaning against my Jeep. And I was I've never been that furious and that mad. Like, this get is, off like, my 80, car. 90, oh my god, it, it was just so funny though. They're like, because it's an eighty ninety, and I had to like t- take a deep breath and be like. Come on, dummy! Shut up! Yeah. Like, cause I've I, I've literally ran it into trees and stuff like that. Like in Moab, I. But still, it's the principle. No, that's a dis- know, it's just it is, disrespectful. Yeah, it's freaking disrespectful. I hate it. I'm entitled with my Range Rover to lean on your car. Well, you know what? If I were leaning on yours, my uh, you know, my Benchmade in my pocket, the clip's gonna leave a nice well, little listen, scratch in your. When car. I was a Daytona truck meet, and I'm watching like a photographer dude walk around, and she's got this. B-rate model with him, and she's sitting on vehicles oh, yeah. without the owner there, just yeah. literally just putting her butt on the, cheeks on the on hood there, or something, on the hood, on the tires, yeah. squeezing in there, like making marks and stuff. And then when they're done, they just walk away. And I go, yeah. "You just violated you that dude's yeah. vehicle that he spent literally oh. years making." So, so we've talked about this a little bit, but I just want to go back to to Ken's uh, comment about driving a rusty vehicle. So. I'm sort of in the realm of bougie. Like, I always like having nice things. And even when I had my 51 CJ3A, that thing was immaculate. I don't know if you remember Project Colonel Mustard back in the day. And, like, I loved that Jeep and had to sell it. And so I've always had nice stuff. And even it doesn't mean I won't go use it or go off-road it, but as soon as I get home, I – Either you know grind it off or re- spray powder coat you know spray paint on it or whatever to make it look nice again because I still want something to look nice and you know obviously I hang out with Hazel and Vern and and those guys a lot and I sort of envy some of the UA builds and envy like the fact that they have something with the patina that they can just go out and use and they don't care if it gets scratched and I I've, I've 
for a long time and thinking, you know, I'd like to get something like that to be the juxtaposition of my eventual 67 uh, F100 in the garage. I don't think you can. I don't think you can because what would happen is just you would get an older vehicle that is not totally rusty and falling apart, but then you'd start fixing it up. Well, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so that's that's happening. I know. So that's a problem. So literally the next week, I'm going to take, I've I've got the first Jeep, quote unquote, that I ever drove was my uncle's Ford GPW. And he's had it since 69. It was his ranch vehicle. And he reached out last year and said, hey, I'm getting ready to get rid of it. And my my kids aren't interested. I know it has some sentimental value to you since it was, you know, the first thing that you kind of, first four by four, first Jeep that you ever drove out at the ranch. He goes, it's yours if you want it. And so now it's it's awesome because it looks like it's been painted with a tan roller. Like the body <laughs> is like super patina and he did all these like cool mm-hmm. mods in the 70s to it. Mm-hmm. It's got an odd fire V6 in it. It's got cool. buckets out of like a Triumph TR7. And so to put those buckets in, he had to make a new uh, seat bracket. Well, to make the new seat okay. bracket, he floated it up a little bit and then did a dual fuel tank on the passenger side also and then cut through the body like a civilian Jeep because you can no longer lift the, the yep. seat up to fill it up. So there the the nozzle fill goes through the body. It's on the outside. But it's got all this crazy like 70s sort of stuff going on with it. Yeah. It's got an overdrive on it. It's, it's, it's ranch fresh as all get up. But I can't wait because I, I, we're going to get it driving again, and I want to use as many period-correct parts as possible and make it like mm-hmm. a snapshot of what you would have done to modify one of those things in the 70s. Does it have uh, mud guards with uh, the Marlboro Man's hat? No, you but know? it does have a giant ranch <laughs> bumper on the back. He said there's it. a PTO at one point, which is kind of cool, but yeah. I'll, I'll take that off and make it more of a wheeler. So I've been bugging uh, Hazel and Vern and, and uh, you know, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. But to four-wheeler staff, to, for those guys who don't know. To Jay's point, Yes, I can't have anything super crusty. What I want to do with this thing is I want to put a 3B windshield on it because 3Bs are the high hood, and when you put a 3B windshield mm-hmm. on an old flatty, it gives it a chopped look. So I want to do a, three, a 3B windshield on it. And then I'm going to gut the interior, you know, the tub, only the tub. Yep. I want to paint the tub nice, put nice seats in it, okay. Re- replace okay. yep. anything that's in their fab, the roll bar, make sure the welds are solid, all that stuff. And that way it's all patinaed and you don't give a shit on the outside. But when you walk up to it, you can tell somebody cares and that it, it's it's love. So, like, the interior of it will be cool, but the outside will still be all the patina that it's earned over the last 79, 78 years. So that's the goal. Anyway. You know, and I love that kind of build because the one thing is, is it's so cool in my mindset, though, is when I walk up and I see something like that is I know, like, that dude, he didn't give a shit about, like, the dents on the side, but he's yeah. stressed out over, like, the seat buckles and all this art, like all the, if you sweat all that little tiny stuff, then it like, you can just have such more, I guess I would say more of a deeper build type I thing. And, and that's where like, it's just, they, I don't know, maybe it's the art side of it or anything like that. It's just that one of those things, it, it becomes a little bit more fun. But I, like I don't want say, somebody the, to see it and see it as a piece of junk that's driving because only guys correct. like us might appreciate it. I want the average person mm-hmm. to see a piece of junk driving and then look up close and go, oh, wow, no, somebody somebody cared enough to do the interior and to make the inside look nice. Because it's, it's like it's only mm-hmm. appreciated by somebody who takes the time to walk up to the vehicle and get intimate with it. Going down the road, it'll mm-hmm. just look like an old beat-up ranch Jeep. And when it comes to patina, like, I like nice stuff. But 
if there's a certain patina or story behind the vehicle, it's earned all mm. of that patina and all of those bumps. So you should keep it in, especially this one's been in our family since 69. Um, you know, my, my uncle, you know, bought it from a professor in Oceanside who bought it for a project for his son. So, I mean, they're modding flatties back in the, you know, late 60s, early 70s. And I want to, like, pay homage to that time period because yeah, anybody yeah, can yeah. get modern stuff and throw it on a mod- on an old 4x4 and call it Rustin Mod. But I'm interested. I love history, right? I love history. Yeah, yeah. But what I, what I, I always think about in my mind, before even this project, I always thought about... What is it when you have a vehicle that was built, you know, 50 years ago and over time it's evolved and now it has all these new parts on it because it wants to be modern and current. But all mm-hmm. those things that it had 25 years ago where the terrain hasn't changed, right? It's still doing the same thing. <laughs> all that's gone. Mm-hmm. All those pieces are gone and like anybody can go in a catalog and buy something crappy made today, but it's really hard to find the the love, the passion or the vibe of what was done in the 70s or the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's like like lightning. It's like a mini truck done in the 80s. If you could find that mini truck today and keep it as a snapshot in time, you'd be all over that. There, Yeah, and there are some out there like that. Yeah, and I want that to be this flat fender, period correct, for the 70s of what a mod looked like in the 70s. And, and that's where I, I really appreciate, though, how hard that is to do. Like it, it's, it's very hard to intentionally make something look shitty. At the end of the day, like that, it is so much easier to sandblast everything, paint it, and like yeah. to do everything. But, but, but like literally, okay, that chief, when I almost burnt it down 20 or 30 different times because I wasn't, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, because I'm like, darn it, I'm not gonna like cross this line or anything like that. And like it, it's substantially more work. To, to, to keep it like keep the body that crappy it sounds so silly it, it's it so sounds true. so silly to say it is it's so much more work and but it's awesome and that's where like and then the next level to that is the the, the cool stuff like you have some of the derelict cars that are really cool that you know the outside's all beat up and you open the hood and it has a tesla engine under it or something yeah. like that there's some pretty cool stories to be told doing that stuff the hard part is is like guys like us also you give us something brand new right now and the first thing i do is rip it all apart and like like I, I, I just can't not not mess it all up. But we we were talking about like okay, the new Ford Bronco. Like if I was to order one and I, I'm, I'm thinking about it, like I would do you know Sasquatch package, all their stuff. But like if I really was like to do one that I wanted, if I was to order the truck I want ten years from now, I would order the most base two door, like literally no options, no Sasquatch steel wheels, because I think in ten to fifteen years it would be cool to go get ice cream in that completely ba- like if i could buy a mint condition bronco 2 right now from 1980 oh, yeah. or 90 or, oh i'd be i'd be all over it but like also if it was 1992 and i had that bronco 2 i would probably be putting 33 inch tires on it and all this other stuff nah you'd have it, thir- it, it, 31 10 50 15s <laughs> yeah i know right right Baja belted man yeah there you go yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> it, it's just so interesting to see like like you said i think the period correct is a lot more fun as like the, as the builder side of it. Gosh, it's and fun harder. To do. Like you said, you know, it's about sweating those it details is. because the reality is, you got to spend a lot of time on Craigslist or eBay or Facebook groups mm-hmm. to even find the the parts. And how yep. do you make something period correct, but by refurbishing all the little things or keeping that vibe while making it still functional for your needs? You know, and and so there's mm-hmm. that balance you have to take. But at the end of the day. I want to have a patinaed rig that I don't care about what the, you know, the dents and dings that I can just drive and hopefully 
make some people smile or appreciate it when they see it and go, okay, I, I get why you did that. That's cool. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, they, uh, it's coming, tell that story. Coming yeah. out of the container on July 16th. No, but I'm just saying I don't think you'll be able to leave it dinged up like that. No, I will. Really? This one I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure? 100%. Well, but, but you, you have another nice vehicle, right? I mean, yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, he has like, many nice like, vehicles. It's not like, well, I'm just saying it's not like this is your daily driver. So there there becomes that whole aspect of it. Like, it's all right to have, like, you know, your kind of crap box cars and stuff. But you got to have something nice, like one yeah. nice go to go to meet and thing. Because if you don't have a nice Sunday go to meet and truck, you feel kind of like it. Yeah. No, like, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my, my, my daily drive, I got my 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 Ram one ton. Like, that's my daily driver. I don't really modify it too, too crazy heavily. I said that once about run, my like, jail. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, but it becomes that, like, you know, what I mean? in the back of your mind, you got to be like, okay, it's kind of, you don't want to be the guy that shows up with a rock collar everywhere you go. Like, <laughs> right. there, there is kind of that aspect of having a nice vehicle is kind of nice just for that. But golly, it's fun to drive a piece of crap once in a while. Gosh, like, there's just something about nothing like, better. smile it puts on your face. Having a piece of crap vehicle that's been off-roading, and then you turn on the highway, and for like the next four or five miles, dust is billowing out of it, and you don't give two craps about anything, and you've got a big old smile on your face, and you're just coating the highway and whatever remnants you, uh, you know, sand, what sand dune you ran over. So. Oh yeah, it's all, we do the Gambler 500 races like oh, out here in Michigan, we, and like wait, all that. It just happened, didn't it? Or the the one in Oregon just happened uh, the one, June twenty yeah, fifth. The, the, the one in yep, the one in Oregon just happened. Um, we did the one in Michigan here last fall. They do them all over the country. And and Kate that runs it, he's a, he's an awesome guy. Like what they're doing, and oh my god, the gambler stuff. You want to talk about fun? Like, um, we we had a car last year that should like it, it's. We went through five gallons of gas and twelve gallons of transmission fluid. Uh, <laughs> what? Driving it. We gotta like, have tape like, back on. Yeah, yeah we, we we've interviewed him before, and he's a character for sure. And we've got, so check this out. We were gonna go get a an old. Nissan hard body. Yeah. We were going to slam it. We're, okay. put, we're yep. going to we're going to put on bags. Yeah, we were going to slam it so we we and airbag so that we could lift it up and go off roading over obstacles. But then COVID hit and it ruined our plans. Okay. He well, doesn't like well, it. He's just way... going along with it. He doesn't like that idea. He, he's no, not me, into no, mini trucks. Buy, I think it's awesome. Okay. What, what I would say, no, no, on on the, on the hard body side of it though, is you'd have to make a crazy complex suspension system that was way over complex. You know what I mean? Like like. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna be doing gambler stuff, you got to go over the like. Yeah, it's like, gotta be like, ridiculous. Almost, like you have to have like, like re- bed hoops coming through, like above the cab, yes. or you know something, you know some bed cage that also acts as like a, I don't know, a, a drone landing platform or <laughs> whatever crazy. <laughs> yeah, stuff. like like the, the, oh, it's 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 fun. We were on the highway and uh, this year we went on a milestone tire event in the UP and we're on our way back and they were having the gambler at the same time. So we're on the highway heading down and literally like a mile ahead of us. I'm like, what the hell is that? We got closer and closer. It was a Ford Ranger facing the opposite, like facing back, like the front facing at us. We're like, what the hell? We get up next to it. It was, it was two Ford Ranger cab and a half trucks hooked together. Yes. Like the front, just the front ends, but they were different years. Okay. It wasn't like <laughs> it was, better. They were different body style. It was different body style. Like this was like like one was a square body, one was a rock. I'm like this is like that's gambler. That's where you're so like, it's turned in it's so the, the event work. has turned into like the burning man, right? It, where it's just a yes. freak show. Yes. It's a circus. I mean, is, is now yes. everyone's trying to outdo it. Now they're dressing up in you know in costumes. Everyone's got a mm-hmm. themed vehicle. Like it's just. Well, you know what's rad about top. it? Oh, it's awesome. People are just having fun. Oh my I god, love it. I would go in such oh my a gosh. heartbeat. Everybody's so nice to you. That's the biggest thing. Is so many different walks of life. Like we were going there, and my 
uh, we uh, we were like the guy that was with me. He was a he's a police officer, and uh, my my father went and one of our other mechanics and all this. And like we just all these different walks of life, and everybody was so cool to each other. Just like you you know that that was the biggest thing. Is everybody's so nice, and uh, it doesn't take a lot of mechanical knowledge to do this type of stuff. You'll you'll see that real quick. Wait, Holman, we have to do it. I know, I know. We we I just We've we, talked about it for three years now. Yeah, well then that stupid. Virus came and screwed everything up. Well, I don't know. No. Would we have done it? Not yes. really. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. We're, we're quitters that you, never stop yeah. quitting. No. 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 Speak for yourself, <laughs> quitter. <laughs> I never quit anything. You know, my advice: get a vehicle that's been driven within like the last five years because we didn't. We had <laughs> we ran a uh, we ran a four or uh, yeah we ran a Thunderbird. Um, it was a '92 Thunderbird that was the last time it was. What was it? it? It was registered in like 98 was the last time it ever been on like the road. Like it still had a blue Michigan license plate. They haven't done those in like 10 years. Nice. <laughs> um, dude, we, we ended up replacing like the fuel lines, the brake lines, all that, like all this stuff that that's why that car, like we were using transmission fluid so much is because it was, you know, everything was dry ride and it get something that's been driven within the last like five, 10 years. You'll be in really good shape and you'll, you'll have a lot more fun. I don't know. Maybe part of the fun is watching lightning try and diagnose something. I can do that it. That would All be. Right. The, huh. I'm a little more mechanical than you think I am, homie. Are you? Yeah. What if I removed the uh, the just like uh, distributor cap? Would you figure that out? Yeah, at some point. <laughs> yeah, of course. How about, uh, just a fuse. I'm pretty good at process of elimination. How I about am. if I put jack stands under it, but the wheels were only one inch off the ground, so it looked like it was fine? I would see the jack stands. I don't think so. What? If, what? Yeah, you just drive in place. Why? What's wrong with this thing? <laughs> what if I tied your bumper to a uh, to a tree, uh-huh. uh, and then you went to take off in the morning and just <laughs> ripped it off? Your bumper or the tree? Probably well, the bu- bumper. Yeah, the bumper. What if well, uh, that's, that's funny? What if I hooked your uh, your uh, brake pedal up to the horn? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that's a good one. Come on, it is that's a good, good one. one. Yeah, uh, putting uh, crushed aluminum cans in your coil springs. Okay, that's a good one. Because then you got to yeah, fish we, them all out. Oh, right. <laughs> well. Yeah, and, that, and that, there you go. Well, now you're talking about the lift kit side of stuff. Now we're, you know, now you now you're in now you're in business when you got to stay right on that that five hundred dollar budget. You know, you're talking about doing airbags. <laughs> you can't be doing you new airbags. You got like no, they'll be used. Yeah, used old junkyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cr- ones that are cracking. Yeah, exactly. They were ready to go <laughs> at any moment. <laughs> like, did he did he put tire slime in the airbag? Oh my god, he's genius. Tire slime in the airbag. Oh, oh we can we can totally this do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you you, you may be I mean, our uh, gambler consultant when we uh, decide <laughs> to get the vehicle. We'll have you on speed dial. Oh, you'll have lots of fun. There's no doubt about that. And you'll get really good at fixing things. There you go. I like that. <laughs> I like that. We'll bring some tools. Yeah, or we'll just bring chairs. So when we can't fix it, we can sit and watch everybody else have fun. Yeah, we'll just do like a, a $40 Harbor Freight run before we go. You know just I mean? buy everything at Harbor Freight yeah, for 40 bucks. Absolutely. <laughs> or just buy whatever we can at Harbor Freight for 40 bucks. Oh, there you go. Whatever we have is, if we don't have the right tool, that's it. Why'd you buy shrink wrap? <laughs> you know, I don't know, because it's <laughs> cheap. <laughs> because we could get a lot of it in one of those yet. big clear plastic tubes. Uh-huh. Why did you buy no. 8 million zip ties? <laughs> but, oh, of course, what those. are we going to yeah, use those, those for? Yeah. They have the worst moving blankets ever, by the way. They delaminate within oh, about 8 seconds of going outside of the store. And they're like some bizarre size, like 37 inches by 37 <laughs> inches. They're not some, even... They're all like... They're somebody's factory blends that Harbor Freight <laughs> constantly buys. Right. But, boy, are they cheap. <laughs> yeah, sure are. <laughs> 
All right. Well, uh, if you've got death wobble problems and you want to go to uh, drdeathwobble.com or uh, at drdeathwobble, that's a dr. deathwobble on Instagram. And then you also have at Expedition Vehicle Outfitters as well for uh, for yeah. people who want to check out the uh, the overlanding side of things. And then you have a YouTube channel with some great videos that explain death wobble, some great first person camera views of suspension going through death wobble cycle, and then you uh, dressed up uh, in front of a whiteboard that makes you look super official, which is super cool too. And he's got a lab coat yeah, on that, that says yeah. Dr. Death Wobble. Yes. Got that on Amazon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Along with your doctorate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's, Ken, it's been, a, it's been a treat hanging out with you for yeah, the man. last Thanks uh, for, uh, putting up with us. hour or so. Yeah, thank you guys, and I'm I'm sure I'll uh, hopefully I'll run into you guys at SEMA. You're gonna be there. We will we'll, we'll, be we'll there. Plan on it, yep, yep. We're uh, we're pretty okay, hardcore. Good, we go through all the booths. We tape a bunch of interviews, and then we we air them the next day. We're we're yeah. crazy then like that. Then we sleep when we're dead. Oh, yep. jeez, yeah. Well, we we'll we have two rigs to build. We'll go tons of sleepless nights, and then uh, we'll party in Vegas. So that'll be fun. <laughs> all right, we'll come find you. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Thank all right, brother. Have can. a good one. All right, Doctor Death Wobble. <laughs> Later. All right, Holman, I think it's news time. There's so much to get to. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Oh, what? Why'd you hang me out like that? Uh, because uh, it's funny. But I went. I, did you notice that I went? I was gonna give my all, I was going, ah, and then I just. I looked at you. And you I just petered faded. out. Well, because yeah. you weren't. I didn't. I just, normally, you take a big breath first, well, and I see. Yeah. It's like boom. I had a scratchy throat, and I just it wasn't the right timing for me. Thirty seconds later, fifteen seconds earlier, no problem. But at that exact moment, I just was not prepared to scream. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Ah! Well, that was an interesting one. Neither of us, like, gave it our all, but it was, like, a good seven. You think? No, it was, like, a five. Yeah, it was a four. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No, I did not. You haven't heard about the Dong Fang Warrior M50? Dong Fang Warrior M50. No, that's that's a no. I it's, didn't. Uh, China's answer to the Hummer H1, and uh, apparently there's a four liter Cummins turbo diesel in it. It's an answer to a question no one asked. Right, unless you're in China, apparently. Okay. Uh, it's body on frame. It's uh, independent at all four corners, and it sort of looks like a ripoff of our Hummer that if it had uh, been modernized with some, I don't want to say sleeker body work, but. Sort of. Kind of has like a, a Hummer cab. It's a pickup truck. Has a JLTV sort of front nose on it. It's uh, it's sort of a mess. Um, and what's it made out of? Balsa wood? No, it's 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 heavy duty, but it's got a, uh, I guess, a Chinese variant of the 4BT. So it produces a 200 horsepower and 443 pound-feet of torque. Mm-hmm. However, it does have a manual transmission. Oh, well, you're interested. And it'll uh, propel things. Uh, Why would you want a manual transmission? Why? Because a... always wrong no, no, answer. No, no, no. Don't ask that question. Wait, What's wrong with you? No, and, no, 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 no. Stop, horrible. stop, stop. Oh, God. Why? Because it's for the military, right? Uh, whatever. You don't want to. No, you don't My want to. My old GPW has a manual and that thing lived in the military. No, I, that's because it was the, the dawn of man. That's no, well, why. That's probably true also, but don't ask questions like that on the show. I'm not saying that somebody's going to take are- it. You know what? Ronnie Wetch is going to pull that out of our show and put it on C10 Talk and be like, Lightning will be 
Why do you need a manual transmission? And then you'll forever be the guy with the drop of why do you need a manual transmission? He's going to take it out of context? Right. Well, then screw saying, you, Ronnie. <laughs> I'm saving you from yourself. I know he's listening. Why am I mad at Ronnie? He didn't do anything. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, he's going to. He'll text me and he'll say something about the show, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> now, listen, listen. Yeah. If it's going to the military, that seems dumb. If you're for, for like personal use or for consumers like us, then yeah. it's rad. Okay, well. Yeah, manual is rad. Listen, the approach angle is 70 degrees. The departure is 45 degrees. It's got 16.1 inches of ground clearance. can wait up to 47.2 inches of water. How do I get one? Well, you can't. You don't live in China. I don't want one anyway. That's not what you mean. <laughs> somebody pulled that. If somebody took that and put it in your driveway with the keys in it, you would be totally fine with it. I would. Dong Feng Warrior <laughs> uh-huh. M50. That's right. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. Lightning would be like, sign me up tomorrow. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? How about new? No. No. Uh, the unibody pickup truck wars are heating up. Volley. I didn't know that there was a, a unibody pickup war to begin Boom, with. Boom, Honda Ridgeline. Boom, mm-hmm. Ford Maverick. Boom, Honda Santa Cruz. Wow, it's not a warfare. I mean, uh, yeah, it's like just... It's like 4th of July. So the Hyundai uh, Santa Cruz will Wait, start... Wait, give, give me that explosion again. Very unimpressive fireworks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they were not fireworks, lightning. They were lasers. Oh, were they? Yeah. Hmm. Fireworks go... Uh-huh. Not... Those are awful. <laughs> You're awful. What, what sounds did you make when you were playing Legos as a kid? Was that that was it? No. You didn't have any cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's worse. What no, is that? I was like that? Well, that's a hovercraft. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting lasers at you. Watch this. Watch. Oh, your, your, your hovercraft has holes in it, I so got, it doesn't hover anymore. Nah, I got a lot of good sound effects. Yeah. I'll pull them out. You'll see one time. Uh-huh. Someday. No. I'll pull them out. Uh, don't ever pull anything you out. You know what's going to happen? Don't pull anything out around <laughs> me ever. July 31st. Do not pull anything out around me July ever. July 31st at Four Suns Brewing. I'm going to grab a mic and I'm going to get busy making sound effects. Um, no, you're going to be busy drinking beer and handing out t-shirts. That's true. Yeah, I will. All right. July 31st. <laughs> four, be square. four Suns Brewing in Huntington Beach, California. Join us at 1 p.m. 1 p.m. We'll be there. We'll be in the corner by ourselves. And if you want a t-shirt, we'll have at least a 400 to 1 t-shirt ratio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be drunk in the fetal position making Crying. Lego sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, back to this uh, breaking news of the wars, the unibody truck wars. Uh, the new Hyundai Santa Cruz pricing came out. It's going to start at uh, 23990 Now, if you remember, the Ford Maverick uh, undercuts that at uh, just under twenty grand before destination. So... Um, 2.5-liter four-cylinder, eight-speed automatic with Shiftronic, front-wheel drive, all-wheel drive. It'll uh, top out somewhere uh, north of uh, $39,000. Sorry, are you still talking about this? Uh, I'm going to move right along. Okay. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No, 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 no! No! No, 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 no! No, I did not. How did we just go over this? The, the midsize and small unibody truck wars. Were you not here for this? Yeah. What about it? You just asked if I heard. I didn't hear. But you did because I just told you. I'm so confused. Well, the Chevy Montana looks like it might be joining the ranks of the unibody truck wars. A Chevy Montana? That's what we think. No? You're not impressed? No! Nope. I mean, you went from nothing to Chevy Montana! Ford Maverick! Honda Passport and Santa Cruz. 
I'm not. More data! I don't think I'm thrilled about any of them. I, I don't know. Tell me more. Uh, that's all I got. There okay. might be another one coming. <laughs> all right. Know. The all world right. seems really uh, full of them okay. right now. Okay, all right. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? I mean, no. No. No, no I didn't. Uh, I, you had to have because you told me you wanted this one in the news. Oh, are you talking about this is the uh, the new Shelby American uh, Ford F-150 with 775 horsepower? Oh, so you have that heard. one? Oh, yeah. yeah. And by the way, I reached out to Shelby and they want to come on the podcast <gasps> to talk about it. Yes, please. Shelby American has been churning out performance vehicles and uh, variants of the Ford F-150 pickup for, jeez, uh, it seems like decades now. Uh, Shelby has an all-new Ford F-150 to work with, and it's uh, what the company's calling the most powerful most refined and most competent Shelby F-150 ever. Starts life as a four-wheel drive F-150 in Lariat trim with the uh, five-liter gas V8. Then from there, Shelby reworks the interior with custom two-tone leather seats, embroidered headrests, carbon fiber trim pieces, a Shelby badge console lid, billet racing pedals, and deep tinted windows. On the outside, Shelby adds a Ram Air hood with functional vents, powered and lighted steps with rock guards, body color fender flares, front fender vents, a bumper cover with vents, painted door handles, painted mirror caps, Shelby lettering, a tonneau cover, a bed rug. But what you probably care about is the truck's suspension has been improved by the addition of a BDS lift kit with Fox 2.5-inch internal bypass shocks with high and low-speed compression control. Traction bars are added to uh, control the 35 by 1250 BFG AT KO2 all-terrain tires on 22 inch wheels. Yep, but uh, you're not getting to the part I care about. Uh, each truck comes with a 5 liter V8, which turns out 400 horsepower and 410 pound-feet of torque stock. But oh, that's weird, because Shelby. that's not the 775 that says it on that rear then door. adds a performance air intake, a Borla exhaust, mm-hmm. which is specially tuned just for Shelby. Wait a minute, is that T304 stainless steel? Uh, lifetime warranty. Yeah, no, no drone, drone guarantee. guarantee. That's right. See, you know, even though that their little advertising run ended with us, we still love them. Uh-huh. We still love you. David Borla, we love you. You know what? If David Borla were, were in this room, I would give him like a, a, a piggyback ride. Uh, he sent me an exhaust for uh, my Jeep. Did he really? He did. He's a, he's a nice dude. He's a very nice dude. Making quality product. So uh, Shelby adds, I believe it's a Whipple supercharger, right? It's Dustin Whipple. Gave me a hint, why, a couple. Why hasn't Dustin Whipple come on the show yet? Uh, I'm just, I'm, no I'm working a little magic with him. You've been working magic with him for like what seems like years. My magic is slow. Your magic is non-existent. <laughs> just do you want? Give me his email. I'll see if he'll come on. Uh, yeah, he said he would come on about eight every every time that I ask him. He says yes. But then do you send him the scheduling link so he can actually put it on paper twice? We'll do it again. All right. All right. Uh, the supercharger selected the. Super- you know he's a busy guy. He, well, we're all busy guys, right? Uh, by the way, his uh, supercharger head and intake manifold are powder-coated Ford Racing Blue, and the kit utilizes a larger billet throttle body, high-flow fuel injectors, and oversized carbon fiber intake tube. Supercharger sales installation are performed after title. This means that you won't find a new supercharger version of the truck. Uh, now, but- wait, wait, explain that, because I did see that yeah. double asterisk, yes. which is the supercharger gets put on after, after the title. So the customer has to purchase the truck first, and those who are worried about voiding the factory warranty on a brand new truck, Shelby offers its own three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. So nothing to worry about there. Shelby intends to produce just 600 of these trucks in 21. The 21 Shelby F-150 comes with a starting price of? All right, I'm going to say that the new Shelby F-150 with 775 horsepower comes in at a whopping Hundred and five thousand dollars. Oh, really? That was Holman. You couldn't see him giving me the thumbs down. But uh, if you want it non-supercharged, you can get it for one hundred seven, zero eighty. Non-supercharged is one hundred seven. How much do you uh, want to guess that the supercharged seven hundred and seventy-five horsepower version is? Uh, 
Oh, I'm going to guess that that supercharger is between seven and 10 grand with markup. They're probably going to get an extra 30. So now we're at one side. High 30s, 137. How about a somewhat reasonable price of 114,980? Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. 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 No, I did not. 775 horsepower is nice, but a thousand's even nicer. How about the Hennessy Mammoth 1000 TRX? <laughs> now, hold on a second. So the first time that they teased the Hennessy 1000, they showed the dyno sheet, and it was like, Still in the sevens. And I thought, wait a minute, they're calling it a 1,000. But then the dyno sheet was in the sevens, and I was, unless they uploaded the wrong dyno sheet, like Maybe. it was weird. I don't, if I, yeah. it's in the sevens, that's stock. Yeah, I know. But it might be sevens at the wheel. That's probably what you're seeing. So then it's then that's eight to the flywheel. No, or eight no fifty way. to the flywheel. No, it depends. What if you're seven eighty, seven ninety? You're close to a thousand at the flywheel. All no. the drivetrain loss or an no. all-wheel drive vehicle. No, no, no. Yes. It doesn't go up that high. Yes. No, it does not. It does not. I'm going to get Gail on here to explain why it does not. It, it's not a the, the the it doesn't grow if it's if you've got like an 11 to 15 percent drivetrain loss. It doesn't increase in percentage as the horsepower goes up. It's still no. 10 I to never. 15%. I didn't say it. No, you completely misunderstand what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying is that the percentage is bigger on a truck that has knobby tires. The difference between engine output and at the wheels is greater. It's probably 20% versus 15 because you have knobby tires, all-wheel drive system. There's a lot of parasitic loss that happens between the engine and the wheels. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be 20%. I bet you it's not. A hey, G- it doesn't matter. A Jeep is 20%. Well, then that's crappy. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You probably saw at the wheels. I don't know what to tell you other than Hennessy is going to build 200 of these bad boys, and they're going to go from 702 horsepower to 1,012 horsepower Earning the Mammoth 1000, the uh, distinction of being the world's most powerful pickup. How are they going to pull this off? Because this is not just tuning, right? Well, Hennessy's enhancements to the already stout Ram TRX are led by a 2.65 liter twin screw supercharger, which uh, is an upgrade over the stock floor's giant 2.4 liter. Gotcha. Uh, Fuel injectors, high flow air induction system, and ECM calibration. These changes also increase torque to 969 pound-feet and cut the truck's 0-60 time down to 3.2 seconds. Oh, the my God. quickest in the world for a 6,400-pound rig. Uh, the Hennessy Modified TRX has covered the quarter mile in 11.4 at 120. That's <laughs> it's just, badass. It's just, like, silly. you got to remember. Uh, what's it going to cost? Do we know? Well, the, uh, remember that this thing is 220 8.9 inches long, 82 inches wide, 77.6 inches high, has a payload capacity of 2,300 pounds and can still tow 7,700 pounds and transport up the, I, I guess, if you got the split bench in the, no, I don't think you, so I guess it's five people, right? Because you have to have the, call, the uh, console shifter. So say five people. That's pretty freaking crazy. That's a fun ride for those five people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the five people that can afford it, maybe. All right, starting with the uh, stock Ram 1500 and then adding... Either stage one or stage two, 14,950 or 19,950 off road packages. Mm-hmm. Plus, you add custom bumpers, LED lights, front leveling kit, 35s or 37s, 20 inch, 10 spoke wheels, Hennessy Mammoth badges, and uh, electronic fold out steps. You're probably around 150K or so. Yeah. The Hennessy Performance Engineering Ram 1500 Mammoth 1000 TRX. The mouthful is backed by a two year, 24,000 mile warranty. And each truck is identified by a special chassis plate with its build number. So uh, I've reached out to our friend John Hennessy also to see if I can get uh, some Hennessy love on the show. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to talk to him. He's a great guest. We had him on, I think it was SEMA last time, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. 
No, I did not. The uh, 2021 Toyota Tacoma is available with uh, six variants and more than 30 layouts of the same truck. So uh, if you're in the market for a uh, Tacoma... Are they following like the Silverado lead where you could get like the uh, the pants edition and the shorts edition nope. and the uh, cowboy edition nope. and the, you got the, the uh, Lone Star Texas Throwdown edition? No, nope, no. Nope. Nope. You go everything from the uh, SR, 4x2 axis cab, 2.7 liter i4 six-speed automatic with a six-foot bed. Mm-hmm. What'd you just say? Exactly. All the way up to a, uh, I guess, a TRD Pro 4x4 double cab, 3.5 liter V6 six-speed manual or automatic five-foot bed. 31 variants. 33 variants. 33 that's huh. a lot of different trucks. More than Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Do you think that that's their uh, slogan? Yes. Toyota Tacoma. More, more than, than Baskin, Baskin Robbins. Robbins. Hey, uh, I got one that's going to make you real sad, so I'll just uh, preface it with, hey, did you hear? No. No, I did no, not. You need a much sadder sad Oh, one really? That, yeah. Oh, okay. No! A uh, recent report by uh, the site Ford Authority suggests that the 3-liter turbo diesel V6 power stroke engine in the Ford F-150 will soon be discontinued and completely removed from the lineup. No! 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 Wow. You know what's funny is I don't care at all because it wasn't selling. I was talking to a buddy who works at a Ford dealership and he's like, we can't give these things away. Yeah, it's not definitely not the best in the half-ton diesel market and... Didn't sell particularly well. Plus, you got the EcoBoost engines, which are doing really well, still give you power and fuel did you, economy. Did you see that the uh, the statement from Ford about how they're like, oh, you should buy the uh, the EcoBoost anyway? No, I didn't see that. But the the most recent thing I had was there wasn't a comment on it yet. So oh they no, they, they they put something out. Uh, I think it was yesterday mm-hmm. where they walked. They said you well, should have been buying the EcoBoost anyway. Well, now they've got the hybrid and they've got the you know the BEV version, Lightning coming and. All that kind of stuff. So that sounds gross. <laughs> I, I wouldn't buy one. <laughs> hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No. Uh, Ram officially teases its first electric truck arriving by 2024. Ram says it will quote unquote surpass its competitors that we haven't seen yet. Mm. So somebody's a little cocky talk right now. I here's the thing though. Yeah, I think they will. They, they have might, done they it might. in the past. Uh, Ram did a, a little uh, show and shine along with uh, a bunch of other manufacturers on EV Day last week and uh, gave us a glimpse at the electric platform, which uh, looks like a body and frame layout that has uh, electric motors where the diffs go and a uh, very large battery between the frame rails. Uh, don't know a lot of technical details about it, but uh, there's going to be uh, what they're calling the STLA architectures, which uh, are scalable. So there'll be four modular platforms with similar electric powertrains. There's a uh, small, a medium, a large, and then STLA frame, which is a body-on-frame version of it for uh, heavy-duty applications such as trucks. Um, it's weird that they're calling it the STAL for stale. That's kind of like our show. STLA. Oh, STLA. 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 A STLA. Stellantis. Oh, STLA. Got it. So uh, anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, once we get some more uh, info out of them, but uh Electric Ram on the way, just like the electric Chevy on the way, just like the uh, electric everything on the way. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Yeah! No, I didn't. Uh, Elon Musk says the Tesla Cybertruck will offer four-wheel steering. Do you care? Since you're going to be a future owner? I do care. Uh, Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. The Hummer has it, so they've got to, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. So I think, I love the fact that you can, you know, it helps the turning radius. No, you don't? You're not into it? 
It's uh, not I'm like it turns really into the Cybertruck itself. It doesn't turn a whole lot. You know, it's like a couple of degrees, well, right? Know, well, it's the just, Tesla one will probably go sideways into stuff. Oh, like a crab walk? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? I mean, no. No. No, I did not. The uh, 22 GMC Canyon gets a new Denali Black Edition package. Ooh. Uh, so it's uh, black. Mm-hmm. Black, black on black on black. Black. Except for the grill. The grill is still chromy chrome chrome. Well, that's dumb. Like, you guys should have, like, the wheels are black and- Let me see that. Hold on. I, that's it's, ridiculous. It's just, Why that's, would they do look, that? Even the mirror caps or the skull caps are chrome. So the no. chrome and the windows- That looks ridiculous. Like, you didn't, guys, you didn't go black enough. You just, you, you could have gone darker on it, but no, you got to have, we got to have bright work everywhere because we're GMC. No, what they should have done is done, like, that really cool black chrome. They, or satin, you, know what, maybe? you know what that is? That's not midnight. That's solar eclipse. Yeah, it's solar eclipse. You can still see a little bit. Uh huh. Twenty inch uh, aluminum low gloss black wheels, black five inch rectangular assist steps, GMC black chrome exhaust tip. See right there, black chrome exhaust tip. Throw it on the grill, people. All weather uh, floor liners, and uh, you can add the five inch chrome assist steps, but in a standard polished exhaust tip. But, but doesn't that undo the black package? You know the uh, the people have spoken and they've said. <laughs> The people buzz? Mm-hmm. No, you know what uh, they said? Try again! <laughs> That's Maybe. what they we'll, said. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. when uh, it reaches the uh, And they pulled up market. to the dealer lot in the GMC. The, the manager at the local GMC dealer said, <laughs> I believe uh, that was me saying that. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, speaking of, I've got mm-hmm. a uh, perfect uh, segue into uh, emails. You email? Yeah. What happens every time is uh, during the music, the jingle here, Holman starts going to thick pile, his quarter-inch thick pile of email that he's printed out in the uh, on the printer out, out here in the uh, Motor Trend Photo Cove, and he walks it in here, and then we start sorting it out, and then we've just got to wait for him to give me. He, uh, you he, have emails in front well, of you. you got start to. reading. He does it like uh, like he's got a, a doling out a deck of cards. Like you get one, I get one. Well, you because get one, I, ha- I, get one. I have to see how many big words there are in them. So you can give the big words to me? Yeah. (laughs) If you only were in here, people, and you could see Mm -hmm. what we go through. Email for Alice is the subject line uh, from Nathan Hendrickson. Interesting. Is this Alice's first email? I don't think so. No? She's received one before? Holman's blah, blah, blah sound is awesome. Please put it up on iTunes so I can buy it. And every time my wife texts me, I can go blah, blah, blah. Nope, you would go blah, 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 blah. You mean this one? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it would be perfect with my Leslie Jordan. Well, sh- what are you all doing? Ringtone. Have a great day and thanks for doing what you do. All right, got one uh, here from Trevor says, uh, hey, Lightning. What's the status of the K&B documentary? I think the last time I heard about it was actually done and Jimmy or Adam were trying to shop it to Netflix or other streaming. I want to see it. Okay, thanks. Bye. That's uh, uh, Insider Baseball. Interesting that you ask because it was just funded. Oh, finally. After how many years? Finally. Three years. Wow. Three years. uh, It's it's not a done-done deal, but I, I had dinner with the director last, well, whatever it was, last week, Holman, when you were supposed to come over to uh, Gail's Pad. Mm. And we to the man cave, 
Did and, that happen and my invite was lost? Uh, you couldn't go the day that it had to happen. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we had I, your boy David Kennedy from NHRA come on over. I didn't know that that was and, still going uh, it, on. It happened, yeah, it happened without you. So, anyway, one of the oh, guests thanks. was uh, Nate, the director of the uh, documentary, and he announced that it has uh, been funded. And it will hopefully go into edit and then production and I don't know. That's where it is right now. All right. Well, I've got uh, one here from Dakota Black. It says, hey, Lighting and Holman, finally just heard the Know Your Note on the last episode and heard you were puzzled by my diesel dart. So the backstory on the 1974 Dodge Dart with the SD33 diesel is an adapter manufacturer called Wildcap. They had developed a relationship with Nissan Diesel way back in the late 60s and early 70s and were selling the adapters to allow for diesel swaps during the oil crisis. Three different Chrysler Dodge dealerships in Seattle began selling these dealer special diesel options that were basically just stock darts converted to diesel after arriving from the factory. These are, quote-unquote, special diesel options that were basically just stock darts converted to diesel after arriving from the factory. They are very rare and hard to come by now as the motors were very sluggish and the cost of the diesel special option brought the dart from a $3,000 price tag to $6,000, which was insane at the time. Here's an ad I have of the dealer option dart that I have, and he has a picture of an ad here. It says uh, it's got a guy holding a magnifying glass looking at a Dodge Dart, and it says, Drive it, 1974 Dodge Dart Custom Four-Door Diesel Powered. Is that six-cylinder engine for outstanding economy? Is that the ad that looks like it was hand-drawn? No. Oh, yeah. No, the dude up on the right-hand corner, uh, that's fully hand-drawn. Well, that is, but the car's not. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not fully, just a graphic there. Says uh, six cylinder engine for outstanding economy. Order yours now. Delivery time is good. Available at these three dealers. And list the dealer says, according to my research, the few diesel darts that were sold ended up as mail cars because of their impressive fuel economy. Through a roundabout way, it ended up as a customer vehicles of my dad's automotive repair shop, and the owner ended up deciding to sell it and asked my dad if he was interested. So dad brought fourteen year old me along to see it, and I fell in love right away. They sold to my dad for 500 bucks, and he was going to use it for spare parts for the CJ10 Jeep that he was building for my grandfather at the time. If you remember, that has the Nissan SD33 diesel in it also. That's mm-hmm. the tug. It says, uh, as soon as I got my license, my dad gave the Dart to me as my first car, seeing how much I loved it, and the rest is history. I still, still drive it and even take it to car shows and tractor shows. My parents still can't believe how much I love that car, considering how cheap it was, but I learned so much from it, and it became a passion as I've become the lead diesel technician at my family's repair shop and continue to collect these funky Nissan diesel engines as I come across Cross them. He has a picture of him with the uh, Dodge Dart. Oh, looks like that's a, badass. He's a, holding a trophy. A car show trophy, yeah. it looks like. Uh, he says, you guys rock. I'm stoked to uh, have heard you two chatting about the Jeep and the Dart. Would love to chat sometime. Keep up the great work, and don't forget to mounter those parameters. Mounter parameters! And that's Dakota Black from Unlimited Service. And Dakota, I if you are interested... Uh, I know somewhere in California there is one of those uh, non-turbo SD33 engines sitting on the side and out in the weather next to a barn, and it's going to get junked. So you're saying he can have it for if free? If you want to come get it, send me an email. I'll uh, see if it's still there and make it happen for you. Interesting. All right, uh, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Holman will see it. Lightning's new truck, subject line from Trevor Lightning. I've been a longtime Chevy fan, bow tie till I die. I've owned six 99-06 in various models. I still consider that year to be one of the very best on the road. Now, now all my work vehicles have been Fords. My mind really started to change when I was given a 2018 F-150 extended cab base model. For a base model truck, that thing was very impressive how much I enjoyed driving it. Then I had a 2015 with a 5.0 and 200,000 miles, and I was blown away uh, with how good of a condition it was still in, given all those miles. 
So I finally just sold my 04 Duramax to capitalize on this crazy market right now, and I bought my first Ford truck, a 15 F-250 Platinum. I consider that I'm giving it a start to its second life since I picked it up right near 100,000 miles. So far, the past 7,000 miles have been so fantastic. I love this thing. I really think you'll be happy going with a Ford truck. Just do it. Even the stripped models you've been talking about are dang comfortable and nice. The vinyl is actually pretty comfy. Just hurry up already. I'm tired of listening to the Truckless Show podcast. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> Truckless Show podcast. Womp, How dare womp, you, Trevor. Womp, I love you. Womp. All right, Lightning, what do you say uh, we read some uh, some reviews? I need you guys to head over to uh, the Apple Podcast app and uh, leave us a review. We're trying to get to our 1,000 five-star meetup party. Have we crossed 900 yet? No, we're at 884. Oh. We've stalled out. We totally see. Guys, listen. Yeah, we listen, need your please. help. Listen. Please. We know that there are some new listeners out there, for sure. We can tell by the statistics. You guys are listening. And the audience is growing. So if you're new to the Truck Show podcast and you don't hate me yet... Please do leave us a five-star review. It really means a lot to us in getting exposed to new people like you. So, Holman, are you ready? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Five stars. Right there, I got you, brother. Uh, no. No. No? No. Awful. All right, one more time. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Right back at you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. One more time. I'm going to get it. <laughs> five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Yeah! Oh, that was pretty close. I had to stand up. Yeah, he stood up. He was standing up at the uh, edge of the table here. Yep. Craned the microphone over his head and yelled into it. Yeah, that worked. Well, the sad thing is we only have one new uh, review to read. So, people, we need more. But uh, this one comes from... Well, before uh, you read that, yeah. before you read that, exactly how can they leave us a review? Go to the podcast app on your iPhone or on the podcast app on your Mac and go to the Truck Show Podcast and leave us a review. We want to keep our five-star rating. Uh, this one's from Brett 78 and he says... Five stars. Five star review. Five stars. He says, I love the show. FYI, you talk about grabbing someone's iPhone for five stars. I use an Android phone, but I have a MacBook, so I give you five stars on my MacBook. So nice. Make sure, make sure you remind your listeners that they can hit you up on that as well. Keep on trucking. I thought for sure he was going to mount to those parameters, hey, and he did you have didn't. a new MacBook. You should uh, give us five stars. <gasps> yeah, it's not tied to my iPhone. Oh, Interesting. Do that right, right now. Right. Yeah, right. right. Thanks to you, Earl Scheib. <laughs> Just remember, though. Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. Especially the end. Yes, it does. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. It is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com or the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. The Truck Show, the Truck Show, the Truck Show, oh, oh. We need some of those uh, nifty voicemails from you. The ones that just uh, get our loins flowing. Um, okay, or ones that we can play on the air. Yeah, that too. 657-205-6105. Five Star Hotline 657-205-6105. If you got a question, a comment, you hate me, you love Holman, or you uh, you love me and you hate Holman, let us know why, and we'll be uh, we won't air those. We will air those. Yeah, we will. Will we? Yeah, we'll justify why our uh, 
Love should be requested. <laughs> if you got a question about uh, which truck you should buy, which one you shouldn't, what add-ons you're, you're looking at, uh, you need any... Holman is the shock king. If you need to know the perfect shock fitment for your truck, hit him up. Bill Stein, Fox, King, he's got the answers. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Or I'm watching you hang yourself. I'm like, well, how did I become the, sh- the shock guru all of a sudden? Why not tires? You weren't jumping in. I, I, was, know, gonna, I, was, I, I was letting you hang because I was going to keep talking. Well, keep going. I'm waiting. No, I'm done now. All right. If uh, you're interested in finding out more about uh, which Mini Coopers for you or uh, how to buy a Mercedes uh, AMG SL from Florida or how to get your truck taken away from your boss, just uh, write oh, to Truck Show Podcast wow, that was at awesome. gmail.com. <laughs> and, uh, Ooh, that was good. Lightning can tell you all about that. And, of course, uh, on social, don't forget to follow at Wreck-It Wheels. Uh-huh. Where, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Wreck-It Rims. Wreck-It Rims. At Wreck-It Rims. We're lightning. Wreck-It Rim. Wreck-It Rim. Wreck-It Rim. This is really uh, difficult. Wreck-It I'm thinking. Well, All right. Wreck-It Rim. Let me just let me du- okay. double check. He I doesn't remember. even know. No, I got to okay. check it. Seriously. Hold on. At LBC Lightning. Wreck-It Rim. It's Wreck-It Rim. At Wreck-It Rim. Yes. At Sean P. Holman. Listen, if you've curbed a wheel, if you've curbed a wheel, if your wife curbed one of your wheels. At ADVG. Tag us. At Wreck-It Rim. At Odd Ford. Yeah. Which might have to change because we may find out it's <sighs> not a Ford. too many freaking hats. They're never going to remember all these. We yeah. should put it in like our bio or something, right? We, sh- we should, but we don't. No, we don't. We will. <laughs> I'll, put them, I'll put them all in our Instagram bio. All right. Here's, here's what we need, guys. We need you guys to leave voicemails on the five-star hotline. We need you guys to email us at truckshowpodcast.gmail.com. We need you guys to follow us on social at truckshowpodcast or any of the 12 other ones that we have that we Do you think they'll do any of these things? No, I think yeah, I, I feel will. like we're giving them too many tasks. They just need one singular task. And you need to show up on July 31st at Four Suns Brewing in Huntington Beach, California at 1 p.m. and look for Lightning and I over in the corner with a box of T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Sobbing. Uh, actually, we're going to put up an event reminder on our Facebook page. So if you don't follow us on Facebook... Look it up and uh, give us an RSVP. Let us know uh, if we can get a sense for who's coming. So go to our Facebook page, at Truck Show Podcast, and uh, let us know that you're coming. Exactly. Yep. All right. All I know is uh, there's a lot of trucks out in the world, and uh, I really am fond of the Nissan variety. So uh, if you mm-hmm. need a half-ton truck, check them out. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. They're an awesome truck, especially for the now, money. Do, wait, wait, wait. A lot of value. Do you think that they actually will be surprised based on how much we've talked about the Nissan Titan? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of people that are stuck in their ways and they only like one brand and they're not really open, but maybe somebody has an opportunity to do something different or maybe nobody else has trucks and you need a truck right now because of the chip shortage or maybe you want something different or maybe you want the awesome reliability of a Titan or maybe you want the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Well, if you fit into any of those categories, head over to NissanUSA.com where you can build and price a Titan, see if it fits into your lifestyle, and then go on down to the dealer and sit in one. I think uh, think you'd be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you said that. I believed you the first time. All right. Well, then you should believe me about Duralast. So, uh, oh, what do you know about Duralast? Duralastparts.com. They've got uh, some awesome ProPower batteries. The ProPower, the ProPower Plus, the ProPower Ultra. What's the difference? And the ProPower AGM. <laughs> you want me to go through it? I'm Hi. ready. Here no, we go. No, 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 no. You don't have to. You don't Reliable have to, power for the, the customer. No, no. You did it at the beginning of the show. You don't Pro have to Power do it Plus, again. two-year warranty. Yeah, it's okay. Exceeds. Uh-huh. ProPower Ultra. Up to 1,000 cranking amps, three-year warranty, uh-huh. AGM, yeah. that's the one for you. Yeah, it is the one for me. You're running through a bunch of freaking draws, and you got to jumpstart that sucker no, every week. Listen, I've got a Mechman 370-amp alternator, and I still can't get my damn batteries charged. Name the you vehicle that you have the Mechman 370-amp alternator on. It's one that I don't own anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right, well, it was mine for a time. Hey, listen. Now I just share in the build. I want you to go out and buy yourself a new 4x4 so that we can go exploring. Do you think anyone feels bad for me? They don't do it. None of them. It's so funny. This is all self inflicted. I love the fact that our listeners were like with me on the build and they're like. And they've abandoned you in droves. They've fully just abandoned me. Like, ah. I mean, they're still following the build because it's interesting, Uh but they're like, they don't feel bad for me. They're like, you're a douche. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) It's totally self inflicted. I just sit here. I'm like. Uh, you know the uh, the popcorn uh, gifts? Yeah, that's me. The popcorn gifts? Yeah, where the, the dude, I think there's one with Michael Jackson is sitting in the front row of the theater and he's just gobbling popcorn up, watching like all oh, the drama gift, unfold. Oh, gift, gift. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I said, yeah, like a gift. I, I think it meant like a gift. No. I didn't understand what you were I saying. I already gave you a gift and you got to take it away. That's true. Dude, this actually... is serious. You know what that's like? It's like... You know what's wrong? No, 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 We're cousins. We're at our aunt's house, and it's Christmas, and I give you a present, and then your older brother's just a total dick, and he swipes your present from you. I was going to say, you gave me a really rad butterfly knife you got in Uh Tijuana, and I'm flipping it all around. You're like, just don't let mom and dad see it. Right. Flipping, 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 and I walk into the kitchen, and mom goes like, give me that thing, and it's gone. Never see it again. It's in the uh, drawer of uh, of misgotten goods. Oh, is or it? Or ill-gotten goods. Ill-gotten goods? Yeah. Mm. You'll never see it. Like on the island of misfit toys? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> or misfit podcast hosts. Yeah, that's me. All right. Well, if you ever get yourself a truck again, you might actually uh, venture off-road. I would suggest doing what I do. Head over to onxmaps.com where you can download the uh, Onyx Map app and you can try their seven-day free trial where they don't even ask you for a credit card. You can check it out. Tons of uh, awesome information, featured trails, works across all your devices, Android, laptop, Apple, works for all of them. Find your campsite, find your place, navigate your waypoint. One of my favorite apps to use when I'm out exploring, onxmaps.com. All right, Holman, I feel like this uh, this episode has been um, like a, a, abusive towards no, me. No, this episode's been awesome. It's, it's been a, real? More informative than abusive. Oh, is it really? Name one thing that happened that abused you. You delicate flower. <laughs> you know one I thing. don't care. I don't name one thing. Ass. No, no, I'm kidding. One thing. One thing. One thing that it, you felt was abusive. Well, not really abusive, but hurtful. Where you just truck, started poking fun of me. Where you truck shame you? Mm, yeah, constantly. You, you've been truck shaming me. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? I'm just uh, listen to me. I'm a am not- I gonna get called out on Twitter? They're gonna cancel me? No, but it's, it's just, just somebody's gonna complain that you've been truck shamed, and then they're gonna cancel our show. It's oh, listen, listen, listen. It's fine. I identify as a truck fan. (laughs) (laughs) The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Blah, 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 blah.